<laughs> I got him to hit the button. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. Hey, yo, I'm fascinated. You are fascinated. <laughs> Have we been on vacation? Feels like it. It feels like, like yeah, yeah. We haven't been on for, uh, well... Not the listener has not been on vacation because I, I didn't want to uh, screw up your plan. I was like, now people might know. Well, we, we fil- do two we in filmed, a week. We did film two in a week because of the uh, we didn't film the Super anything. Bowl because of oh, the we Super did Bowl. Yeah, we uh, yeah we rushed one out for the Super Bowl. So that's right. That was a good one. Got to keep it that was a good on it was shelf. a good bowl uh, or uh, Super Bowl. I've had uh, several. I meant the pod was a good one. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what though? It, it was a good game. It was a great game. And and we've I talked to a couple of fans. We're both grew up. Down the street from the Patriot Stadium in Foxborough. Yeah. And we've been lifelong, even if we didn't want to be yeah. early on, because they were terrible. Most people think of them as the biggest yeah, dynasty. But we had, like, yeah. I have, most of my t-shirts memories, and, like, yeah. snow suits with Patriots on them mm-hmm. and the hats and everything. But we won enough, so I wasn't upset. That's exactly. I met a couple. I met a uh, Eagle fan yesterday, and they were like, oh, I'm an Eagle fan. And I was like, it, it doesn't bother me, man. We've got enough. We got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got five. Come on. Our man. trophy. And, uh, I like people fun. hating us, but if we win every year. Yeah. And we're in, a, we're in the mix for next year, so it doesn't really bother yeah. me. So. Well, and it's the same thing as being a Gator fan. When you're from here and the stadium's right down yeah. there, I mean, I... <laughs> I couldn't even imagine rooting for another team. Our cousin yeah, yeah. purposely roots against the home team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, does. He, he just can't stand it. <laughs> That's funny. So what has everyone done this uh, last week? Anything interesting? I this, My farm's turned into... That murder farm? Murder farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had... Uh, There's like a thousand acres behind us, and they've been logging. Oh, back yeah. there yeah. for weeks. Oh man, for like two weeks. And it's just pushing, and driving pushing all the wildlife. The, yeah, we had coyotes in our front yard at nine in the morning. We've lost like coyotes s- are evil, evil things, man. These things look like wolves. They were. Yeah, yeah. you look and they don't give a shit. They will kill mo- everything that they I can get their hands. Ch- and on. I chased it around the corner, and and then after I'm like, Jesus, that thing could have pack animals ruined my day. Pack animals yeah. are no, yeah, horrible things. There was two in the yard, and there was two right outside the back yeah. fence, mm-hmm. and they can jump over that four and right. a half foot fence like it's not even and there. And if you yeah. can guarantee one of them starts biting you, the other one, other ones will jump on you too. Oh, yeah. I'm taking one with me though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, When I was in uh, Arizona, I can't remember if I told this story previously or not, but uh, long story short, I was trying to rescue this little stray dog, and I was going through all these like... <laughs> this new dog! Yeah, yeah, you know, I was going through like this little... Like landscaped with cactus and stuff like that because it was the desert, you know, area. And I saw the dog wagging its tail. So I was like, oh, it's right over there. And I went to go walk around this cactus. It's a fucking coyote. Uh, (laughs) You know, and he looked at me and I looked at him and we both just didn't move. And then he just like looked down and walked. But those ones are small, right? Yeah, no, it was pretty tiny. The coyote I saw was bigger than my dog. Really? And your dog is huge. And my dog is huge. St. Bernard, right? No, uh, Anatolian Shepherd. Big dog. And she's only a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. She's got to be at least 110, 100 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So we had lots of excitement around here. This huh. Now we got some voltage. Running around <laughs> the perimeter. Some voltage around the perimeter to Jurassic help out. Park. Some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the animals have been cooperating. So How about you, Justin? What have been up to? So I got into something this week that I really want to get back into. Uh, nice. Kelly and I were sitting down. We decided to watch this movie, a Nicolas Cage movie of all things. Mm-hmm called mom and dad yeah now which i watched the trailer did you yeah yeah okay it, it looks just like a new concept for the zombie kind yeah, of yeah kind of uh yeah genre um so basically the premise so the whole thing is is parents <coughs> start wanting to kill their children and <laughs> they like don't, an infection. Don't yeah. they already want to do yeah, that? I know, most right? of the time. Yeah. Well, and this, 
they they do and they <laughs> go bloody with it man like these parents just start massacring their kids and like it already so I'll tell you up to the point to where we saw and it won't ruin anything because I don't know it was seriously 20 minutes into the movie oh you didn't finish it either no oh, I, well I, I was there with her yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean um so it was just too violent for her yeah yeah, yeah. well or just a, hit she's home. a mother she's just got four home. kids yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um and so, <laughs> now, so what a what a great delivery dri- device if the movie is about parents killing her but if you watch the movie it does that to you yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm gonna make that movie the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the last scene we watched was a woman was giving birth to her baby and she has the baby and all of a sudden this is going (laughs) on the monitor in the room it starts playing this static so it actually reminded me of like what is it like halloween 2 or something where they have the The hospital yeah Yeah, um and so you're talking about like the number three yeah okay with the mask where you eat your face off yeah Yeah. and they had they played like a tune a tune or something so this five more days till halloween yeah So this, so this Silver static, uh, this mm-hmm. static comes up on the screen, and this woman's holding her baby for the first time, yeah. and just starts crushing squeezing it. the life. Uh, out yeah, of her Marie baby. would be over yeah. at that yeah. point. It was hard for me to watch, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so, like, God, that's really brutal. Not me. Yeah. I'm watching it when I get home. What's, what's <laughs> I have no kids. It, it was on pay per view. Um, it's a movie. It's yeah. called Mom, Mom and Dad. Dad. I checked the trailer. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nice. And so, uh, like, she's squeezing this baby, and they finally get it away from her. Well, the umbilical cord's still attached, and they have to, like, cut that to Man. free the baby. Wow. And, like, she gets out of the bed. And now, everybody, is, all the parents are like this, or it's just new parents? Or it's just parents. It's a virus. Parents in general. It's it's just it, looked like, it looked like a zombie movie when yeah, you watch the and trailer. that's the thing. is like, I've only seen up to this scene, so huh. I don't know the conclusion. Like, I like the zombie movies where they don't come out and tell you it's a zombie movie. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. when I first saw 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were the great zombies. Yeah, oh, yeah. They good. ran like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, they did. They <laughs> that opening and scene for the second one? Quick. Yeah, yeah. They turned That opening scene seconds. for the second yeah. one when Robert Kyle oh, yeah, has yeah, to yeah. leave his wife and just booking it to the, uh, oh, to yeah. the dock yep. to get onto mm-hmm. that boat. That yeah. was such an intense scene. That was, and and the Nick, music Nick was great. Nick Cage is making a resurgence. Uh, do you ever seen Joe? Really great movie. Nicholas Cage, for those that aren't friends with me. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently you guys are best friends. That movie Joe with him was really freaking good. Really good. You should check that out with him. He was, Did uh, I see that movie? He, wore, he, wore, he was a lumberjack, and he was taking no. this kid, you told me about a, it. A kid under his it. wing yeah, and everything, yeah. and it was just what was going on in the town. And One of the best roles he's played in a long, mm. long fucking time. So um, hopefully uh, mom and dad kind of boosts uh, his dude, stuff, Dude, I'm too. telling you, that dude, that movie. So you started violent. saying that uh, uh, that you wanted to get into something with oh, you, girl? Is that the how show? you know? No, I, we, we, or just we started watching, watching, well, we started <laughs> watching. watching this movie, oh, you know okay. what I mean? And I really want to finish it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I'm, I might have to try and find a way <laughs> So to he's getting that. into something was watching. You come on my house, we'll, we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. And I had, uh, that sounds like it's going to be some tough scenes to watch in it. Yeah. And then Nick Cage yeah. is going to come in and make it a comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Well, and that it is. It's a comedy. You know? Is it, it is really? Comedy. It is. Oh, and, yeah, I, yeah. and ah. I think, and I think, it's like a dark, dark comedy. I think, right? you know, my imagination is is once that first brutal series of scenes yeah. goes on, then it'll it start to get comedic after bit. that. Yeah, you could see in the trailer he's he's got like an axe and he's doing like the kind of the come out, come out wherever you are type of. Type what of, was the zombie movie where they killed Bill Murray because Bill Murray was dressing up? Zombie Zombie Land. Zombie, zombie yeah. Land was awesome. Man. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have a horror comedy pod on here. Oh, that, that's yeah. definitely going to be on That's there. one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Yeah. So other than working on the script, me and my girl randomly went to one of the Gator Gymnastic games. Oh, oh no. I had seen that it was going to be on TV, and I was like, oh, it's at the O-Dome. I said, I was wondering how uh, much it was. It's like 
five bucks. I no was like, kidding. let's freaking go, man. I'm surprised yeah. they can get and, uh, five bucks. So yeah, we taped it. <laughs> My problem is, is stay until the end, man. Oh, Dealing really? with that traffic. Oh, I, yeah. I'm always willing and I'm glad that Christina is mm. on board with it of leaving 10 minutes before it ends. Uh-huh. So we can just get the hell out of yeah. there. Wow, Especially we, when we're taping it at home. I'm yeah, like, right? let's just go watch the last 10 <laughs> The sun used to have basketball tickets yeah. behind the bench. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like you could put your arm on, yeah. on uh, Billy Donovan's shoulder. Yeah. But even with those great seats, I left... Yeah. With ten minutes left, and, and ten minutes in basketball is a long time. I'm really, even with I concerts, even I, with concerts, I uh, I, I went maybe once a month. Yeah, so for four months. So. Oh, okay, yeah, no, because uh, my dad and I used to sit right there behind the team, like five rows up. And uh, Andy Jean goes to every game. Yeah. His parents have like yeah, really? uh, uh, season tickets, so oh, it was nice. fun. And I love the gymnastics. Anyways, my girl's obsessed with Olympic summer and winter. Oh yeah, she is watching she like is eight watching hours of Olympics. A I day. haven't watched a single she, minute. We've watched everything. Really? And she records everything. And I'm nice. like, I'm about done with it now I because saw, it's been so long. I saw on Facebook so she posted like, uh, you know, I'm sorry to some of my friends yeah, yeah, yeah. who are putting Olympic spoilers. Oh yeah, she turned off like you. the CNN thing. I had to unfollow you personally. I know how it all turns Ooh. out. Like when Sean White won, I knew beforehand. Uh-huh. But for me, it's just like, oh, we won the gold. I have to watch that right. match. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. It's, it, now I have gone and clicked on some of the crashes. Oh, I oh, haven't yeah. seen any that, of those. That hasn't been. Uh, there was a luge one. Someone that was broke their bad. neck yesterday. Oh, what? Yeah, I didn't know. About American. That. They say broken neck. I I don't think he's paralyzed. Yeah. I think he just cracked. The snowboarding neck. is badass. It was. He it's was really in the downhill slalom. I think yeah. or something. Oh. God, those, what I is, do like them. Uh, the, what do they call the one when they come down the ramp? Slow. Oh, that's like free. Uh, oh, and that's the Alpine. Alpine. Yeah, the Alpine. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they just get like 50 feet in the air. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. The Hell one where yeah. they put their knees together and they're going slalom. back and forth over things yeah. at the slalom. I, yeah. I think so. My girl. They had the slalom and then they had the giant that. slalom. Giant, yeah, the giant we watched The other last one night. is one where you're doing real tight back and forth, back right, and forth. Yeah. The other one's like kind of on a steeper angle. Yeah. And you got to get work real are, hard to get over to that next yeah. flag because a lot of times they miss the flag. Yeah. yeah. So everything on our DVR is like racking up because every night we're watching like <laughs> Olympics and I was like, man. I it, forgot what this pot is about. We're getting there. Okay, we're working up there. You would think that this is the Olympics would work right into a nope. Uh, the nope. Well, absolutely not. Uh, well, I'll tell you like this. Has anybody been making any bets on the Olympics by yeah. chance? You know, no, through no. Vegas? Yeah. Hey! Got some online oh, gambling I see where going he's going on. with this. Because oh, you know who's involved in gambling, right? Oh, I think it's the gangsters. Gangsters. <laughs> and that's what this pod is about. This is actually part one. Of I feel two- like it should be dropping some... Uh, some West Coast hip hop, like right now. Like, <laughs> why, why, why you do that to me, dude? <laughs> no, that that leads to a cease and desist, uh, a desist uh, kind of uh, thing. Well, so. me and me and Justin will write one. After. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Do, so, <laughs> you, if you do that, I'll put it in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so this topic is so uh, broad that we've decided to make it a two-part episode. And and originally we were trying to pick our top five and I know me and Justin were texting each other back and forth and we were like oh we can't do it and leave this one off Right. and he was like well if we leave this one off we can't leave this one off and I was like hey how about we just do this as a two-parter dedicate 15 to the first one which is what we're talking about today and the next one will be another 15 so if you don't hear your favorite gangster movie on this one there are so many on here. If I don't hear I, my favorite gangster movie. On this I, I guarantee that there are a couple that we've left off, but the ones we've left off are pretty minor. Uh-huh. And there's ones that we've talked about, like I could have easily put State of Grace on here and I've left it off because we talked about it before and we'll probably talk about it again. 
But uh, and I've I've kind of separated him enough. He has a method, folks. Yeah, there's, there's a method to my madness here, and uh, I'm super familiar with a uh, with all of these. I I was telling Justin, I think I own all but one movie on all thirty of these now. So now uh, I have to know which one. I hear, I hear the music uh, already. Fascinated with them. Fascinated. <laughs> I'll tell you when I'll tell you when I get to the one that I don't own. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like kind of like a the wire like almost. So it's interesting the the even the the fascination with gangster films, you know, because it's one of those things that it's like the yeah, you almost about the hip hop culture for the bad guy. Yeah, on, on a lot of these, these there, there, is, there is one of them on here that I watched this week when I was really pulling for the cops, though. Oh, and yeah. I'll mention it when I get to it. Uh, oh. And it is on this particular episode that I was like, man, I hope they get him. Oh. <laughs> and that's very rare because you know, there's something fascinating about the uh, that life and about uh, wanting these type of people to get away with it which is a shame in a lot of ways because a, a lot of these movies there's some vicious people on it oh yeah absolutely and uh it's they're they don't give a shit or i mean they do have codes but uh not against uh killing for right. sure yeah. a lot of them won't kill innocent people have you ever known kill. anybody that knew a guy who knew a guy oh yeah we do guy? Yeah. we do we did yeah really poor charlotte we knew we knew a guy that knew a guy yeah. yeah, it's kind of and it's weird to be around those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you never know. Yeah, when you're gonna see the other side of that person, right. that he, yeah. the one that he doesn't let certain people see. Right, and you when you see it, you're the last one. Man, to and see. there's even there's, up at, even in Mansfield. Yeah. All, all, oh yeah. Like we've got some Massachusetts people to talk about on this pod for sure. Yeah, but there's there's uh, specifically two movies I know on here that I'll mention. That uh, and it happens in a lot of gangster movies, and I'm sure we'll we'll run across them where you've always got that character that doesn't know who the mob boss is and mouths off to him, and you're oh. like, oh my god, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> really bad. You do not know who this guy is, and they're either gonna be like, I get it, you you don't know who I am. You're showing me respect now, that's cool. But then yeah. there's the other one where I'll just slay you right now because you've disrespected me. So. I, my favorite my favorite moment of that I'll tell you when that movie comes up I'll tell you. Well, let's start right into it, man. Let's uh, this first one we got um, our fifteen, and like I said, I branched them off into these two separate pods. So if you don't hear your favorite one on this one, chances are it's on the next one. And let's start from fifteen, and we'll work our way up on this right. one. So for number fifteen, and we've mentioned this a while ago on one of our previous pods. It's one of my favorite. Uh, dramas from the 70s and this might be the earliest one we have on here i didn't really go into a lot of the old james cagney, cagney and stuff like that bring me my dame you see uh, and there's some like comedy involved in that and i should mention that too there are some comedies on here it is even one the, of those even genres. the hardcore ones have moments of comedy yeah right? but, there, were... but there are some downright comedies that we have on here one of them on here is like a straight up comedy just like really funny one of the funniest movies don't be a menace to south central while drinking your juice in the hood oh man you ruined it <laughs> no it's not is there a smaller title <laughs> yeah no. you're just pissing the people off we're setting up the marquees for that <laughs> don't be a menace that's all i put yeah in. right uh so this first one's from 19 <laughs> <laughs> I love that when they run out of things they, and they put a Z they'll just flip it over yeah. or something yeah uh, so this first one's 1971 1971 and it's, and it's not to be confused with the horrible horrible remake and this is Get Carter okay Which, I love Get Carter man it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite it's probably Michael on my Kane? yep it's hmm. one of my top 20 favorite films and I watch it regularly it's really fantastic really? Uh, and I'll, I'll give you the premise for it here so it stars the great Michael Caine and there are some Michael other Michael uh, 
he really he really is the only main star in this movie. There's a lot of great That's British actors need. in it, but you get that guy. when, it, when great, it's Michael Caine, hell yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. And this, Sir Michael Caine, yeah, now, is it? And he was at the I top. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was at the top of his game at this point too. Oh, yeah. And it's such a simple premise too. So the movie starts out, and you could tell that he is a mobster. He's a uh, button man for the mob, and uh, he lives outside of uh, London, I think. And uh, he gets noticed that his brother mysteriously dies so he comes into town and the whole movie is him trying to figure out what happened to his brother what was he involved with and so he had to kind of work within uh, his parameters of uh, being a mobster and he had all these connects and everything and he was going through and he finds out that his uh his brother found something out that he wasn't supposed to find out Mm. and uh now, if you've seen the remake, the remake was horrible. Who, it was with Stallone, was Stallone, Stallone, and uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. That's oh, the thing is, is I've bad, only man. seen. See, and and maybe, but I, you know, the premise is probably. Yeah, do they still keep it similar. to the same? Okay, because I have seen. I saw the. Stallone I think I've one, seen the Stallone one no, twice, they, and I've only seen the other one once. Yeah, I've seen this get Carter probably. 20 times? times? No, probably 20 times over the years, but only seen the Stallone one once. A en- enough to know that it was not good. See, I enjoyed it. Like, really? Oh, oh you no, liked it, I huh? did, Well, see, I didn't know it was a remake. Oh, good for you for speaking up, man. Good for you. Team Justin. Sucking up to Stallone, man. Well, but like, I remember, you know, in that one particularly, there was this really great, like, fight scene in a club. Um, yeah, what, see, none of that was in the old one. Yeah, well, and and basically, you know, Stallone, who's the badass in the yeah. movie, just gets his ass handed to yeah, him by because Mickey Rourke. Well, Mickey Rourke got big at he this point too. So fucking, he was yeah. doing steroids. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah, and like, he was boxing at this time. Uh, I think that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when he got in there. He was he was in double team at that uh, time. Remember the. Uh, <coughs> Uh, remember he the, came in the Bret Hart uh, story. No, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, he did the wrestler. Yeah, the wrestler was massive, but this was yeah. way before that. Remember double team with uh, Van Dam and uh, was it Van Dam and uh, Dennis Rodman? Was oh, yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. And he came in at uh, Mickey Holy Rourke was shit. a character in that. Paul gets a point for calling yeah, no, out a Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the yeah, 71. Sorry, sorry. Uh, this was Mike Hodges who did the uh, thing. When I, I can't recall any of the other movies he's directed. I'm sure he's done some great stuff. But So Michael Caine finds out, and there's this great, fantastic scene in it where he's uh, he's kind of getting to the, uh, the root of what's going on, and he ends up uh, going to this woman's apartment. And he sleeps with her, and she goes in the other room and takes a bath. And while she's in the other room taking a bath, he finds like a <clears throat> reel-to-reel kind of uh, movie. And <laughs> he puts it on. You don't want it? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And it, and it looks like it's like the snuff film. And he, he's smoking a cigarette, he's drinking, he's just laying on the bed, and he's watching it. And then he sees his niece what? appear on the film. Oh, his shit. niece, who's like 15 years Which old. Which is his uh, brother's uh, kid. Yeah. So and he knows why his... Well... What happens is the girl he just had sex with, who's in the other room taking a bath, she's in the film too, oh, and uh, she did not know who that that was his niece and everything. Right. And uh, so he's sitting there, and you can see the anger coming across his face as he's watching this film because he doesn't and, know. <clears throat> no, and the tears the are girl. tears are coming down his face, and then the tears turn to anger, mm. and then he goes. But he in, kept watching. And, well, <laughs> to a certain point, and then he goes in the other room, and she's in the bathtub. Does he drown her in the bathtub? Well, he said he's like, "What do you know about that movie over there?" And what do you know about that girl? Oh, just some girl somebody got and everything. And he says, well, that's my niece. And then yeah, grabs her and sticks her under the water. Oh. And like he's like vicious with her and then takes her out of the water and throws her in the back of his car. And then at some point later on, mm. the other gangsters uh, 
uh, push his car into the river, not oh, realizing fuck. she's still in the trunk. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but Michael Caine, once he figures out what's going on, he is vicious, vicious, because he finds out that they uh, they literally poured like an entire bottle of like whiskey down his brother's throat and stuck him in the car and just threw him off the pier. Yeah. And so he's trying. He does that to somebody. He's like forcing him to drink oh, it. And he's fuck. like, drink it all, drink yeah. it all. And at the uh, towards Ooh. the end, he just doesn't give a shit. He's walking down the street with a shotgun in his hand, and he nice. doesn't give a shit. He's taking everyone out and everything. Yeah. And I like those ultimate revenge yeah, movies. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> he's dealing with the mob, but he's also dealing with other hitmen. And there was some moments in it that reminded me of like the Bourne Identity, where they would have to make phone calls to uh, to get the other assassins on board to take Michael Caine out. And it was just this really, really gritty, gritty uh, Michael Caine movie, man. Mm. And it was one of his best. I, I love uh, another one of his older ones that I really appreciate was the uh, the Man Who Would Be King. Uh, this and that are like my two Death favorite Trap. Michael Caine movies. Death Trap, another fantastic one in the seventies. That one is. If you've never seen, Death we haven't Trap, talked have about that in the Trap? pod yet. Death Trap with uh, Kurt Russell? No, no, with uh, Christopher Reeve. No, it's called Death Trap. Right? Yep, Death okay. Trap. Christopher, Christopher Reeve, Michael Caine, Diane Mike, Cannon. Oh, in a death proof. Diane Cannon. Diane Cannon. Man. And uh, I won't so, give it away because man, it's so fantastic. It's very good. It's a play too, so I don't know why they don't do that play here, man. We it's talked so about great. it before. Yeah, we, we talked about we could do uh, that developing play. it and doing that play and uh, kind of updating it and everything. Because think about it, it's perfect. It's so great. Well, it was really great. Talking about like you know how much I like revenge movies, and it's I just double check to make sure it's not on there. Um, but it, the, what you were just saying reminds yeah. me of uh, Payback. Oh, oh, Payback I, was a great. I was one. thinking was about really Payback good. too. That Payback was, was a great really one. Payback that that could have easily been and, you know, considered a gangster movie. My favorite part too. about Payback That's, was what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, my favorite part of that entire movie mm-hmm. is it was only like what sixty thousand dollars that he was trying to get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. kept thinking it was way more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. my suits cost more than that. Principal money. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was such a fantastic movie. And that was if you watch the director's cut. There's a director's cut which is a completely different movie. The cops really? like, completely. There's no voiceover. It's like cut. Those different, two dirty cops. Totally different. We'd help you, but that'd be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be against the law. Yeah. yeah. That'd be Bill Duke. The law. That was Bill Duke, man. Oh. Yeah, he was awesome in that. It had some really great. That Lucy Lou. Coburn. Lucy yeah, Lou was too. Yeah, was a sexy dominatrix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had James Coburn. Had uh, William Devane was one of the bad. There was guys a lot of mob it. stuff in there when yeah. they kidnapped the kid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was really good. Uh, that was a good movie. But had yeah, to sneak that one in there. Okay. No, it was fantastic. So 1971. That's one of those ones that uh, get Carter uh, that. If you've seen the remake and you're like, well, that was a horrible movie. I won't watch the original. Uh, unless you're Justin. I think he's, uh, I think he's throwing <laughs> the shade at you, Justin. Uh, well, I got you'd, my you'd, blockers on. You'd know if you, uh, if you watched that old one. That old one's really great, man. It's really a fantastic uh, mm-hmm. crime drama of the 70s. So definitely check that out. Uh, but the second one here we got on our list, number 14, in fact, is one of our comedies. Because I think we've got maybe two comedies on each of these pods. Most of them are pretty gritty, violent gangster movies. But this next one had a, uh, was a lot of fun. And it was 19... I saw this in the theater, 1990's The Freshman. Mm-hmm. You've both seen The Freshman? Yeah, yeah. He was... Yeah, this is great. And it's funny because... Um, Marlon Brando... Yeah, tell us about The Freshman. Marlon Br- the cast, first Okay, so it was... Marlon Brando, Matthew Broderick, um, Penelope Ann Miller, Penelope Ann Miller, Bruno uh, Kirby, the guy that plays Iron Man. Why am I forgetting Wait, his name Robert right Downey now? Jr. No, he wasn't in. No, Robert Downey Jr. was in there. No, no, no. Okay, who was his buddy? Uh, that was uh, the guy from the Career oh, Opportunities. That's right. Uh, uh, Frank Wally. Frank Wally. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's in another one of these movies that's on this particular pod too. Huh. He's really fantastic in it. So he, 
he uh, Marlon Brando's character takes a liking to Matthew Broderick. Yeah, and I guess it, Matthew Broderick don't don't the cops come to him and say that he's they think at some point I think the cops get involved. And what they're doing is they're is they're taking these endangered animals right and serving them for food at these luxurious banquets right and charging like a hundred thousand dollars a plate yeah. But in reality, they're like substituting like white fish yeah, yeah, yeah. and a bunch yeah, of other stuff. Really yeah. And then they're really just donating the animals to the zoo and like yeah. keeping all the money. Right. Yeah. But then the feds get involved and it's like, a, you pick it up from Bruno there. Bruno like, Kirby's Bruno was, was so great in it too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but basically it was Frank Wally played Matthew Broderick's friend and uh, it was centered around uh, them picking up a Komodo dragon. And they had done this dinner several times, but we're focusing on just this one particular animal. And he, they go to the, uh, the they go to the, like this animal sanctuary, and they pick up uh, the Komodo dragon. And some of the best stuff is them like trying to put him in the back seat of walking the car. Him. They're walking him. <laughs> they're on walking the tarmac. him. In, in, I think it was at the airport. Komodo dragons are massive, man. Oh yeah, they're, and they're, they're vicious. Yeah, yeah. And but watching it, you were like, oh, this thing is. One bite. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, put the seatbelt around his armpit. And you were like, <laughs> where's his armpit? <laughs> this, this is a lizard armpit. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> this is a lizard. Frank armpit. Wally was so fucking funny he in was. this movie too. So was Bruno Kirby. And you really hadn't seen much of him. He was in the yet. Doors. Uh, he played yeah, he uh, Robert Krieger in he the did, Doors. But he, you got no sense of him. Yeah, but that he, he's that type of actor that you've seen before, but you don't know his name. That or means you, he's he, good. Yeah, he's one of those great yeah, character right. actors. I mean, he was the star of Career Opportunities. If you've that's seen the first that. thing that I saw with uh, Jennifer Connelly like, oh, when they were locked great. in the Target all night together. Yeah. she was shoplifting and hidden. Uh, <coughs> he the, worked as like the janitor, the night janitor, the night stock guy. He was hired by by John Candy. Yeah, he John fucked Candy that place him. up. Yeah, and he just—he would just have fun in it, and then there were people that were trying to rob it. So he—he he was fun, but uh, old school stuff. And he had done a bunch of great movies, but in this one, he was really, really fun. And you got to see Marlon Brando step right into That's, that mobster role. Yeah, man. and what, what I was first going to say is, think about it—he hasn't done that many movies. No, Marlon he's very Brando. particular. I mean, he did a lot more. When and for he was him younger. to take something when like this that was like life. mocking. Well, let's see what he did. He did Apocalypse Now. Well, I mean, old in the old days. I mean, uh, the score was one that I liked him in. Yeah, but you're talking. You're I talking more modern. I mean, the old ones, obviously, Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. On see, the yeah, I separate and, uh, like Apocalypse Now and later is what I look at. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was. I tell you what, I didn't like Streetcar. Named. Oh, I love Streetcar. I, I didn't like it. Fucking love Streetcar. I didn't. I didn't you sure like you're not it, like, confusing that with something? No. Because <laughs> that was a great his, fucking movie, man. Some of his older movies... Vivian Lee was so great in that. I know people love to mention... I'm not saying it's uh, a bad movie. I just don't like it like I like some of his other but movies. But if, right. you, if you're just looking at the Vivian Lee part, because I don't know how familiar you are with it, uh, she had some severe mental illness in that movie. And a lot of people some like people the, just screamed at their ears. Uh, what did he say? He didn't like streetcar name design? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll like kill the man. classic, man. I'll give you my address. Show up here and, and you, you can prove... Your point, I'll kill yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people pick out like Gone with the Wind with her because she's Scarlet, but she was so d- mentally disturbed in Streetcar Named Desire, and it was like watching. I don't know why they don't teach that in maybe they do in psychology uh, classes because I don't think really he fantastic. came into his own yet. Hmm. Uh, if we're talking yeah, brand new, I, I disagree. I've seen, I, the, I've I seen the clips from it, but I've never seen the actual movie. Really, really good. It's one yeah. of my I've favorites. I've seen the play. I love it. It's one play. of my old school uh, favorites. But uh, yeah, when he when he got later in more modern movies and everything, he kind of became a dick. Too. He did. Well, I think he was always a dick. Uh, <laughs> I think he just he started was, showing it more. He had so much clout <laughs> that by That story then. you told me about him being on set with on the island, Dr. Moreau, and calling that 
No, that was the guy that was a score. The score called because Frank Oz, Frank was, Oz, Miss Piggy, and Oinkin Adams. And eventually, and like, eventually, he he would not even uh, be on the set. With he him. wouldn't be on the set. He would make sure that the director was not on the set. Yeah, while he did his scene. Well, he did a scene. I was like, what, what the hell? They brought in an complete, assistant director to direct. Complete disrespect Dude, for beat Frank your Oz. Ass off the lot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I, see, I don't care how much name recognition yeah. you bring to my movie. And Frank Oz is that. a. I'll be. I'll Frank, get a name from throwing respectable. You out of here. He's like, very respectable, Frank Oz. He's directed a shitload of movies yeah. uh, that you probably don't even realize he directed. What about Bob? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of uh, great stuff. So he's been around for years. So. What about Bob has the best cover ever? Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mullen, well, tell the end scene when they tell the end scene of this movie, The Freshman. That's the end scene, like when they're the act the, the, yeah, that they have to the do. Restaurant. Memory pulls. Oh out yeah, the gun yeah, and, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It was no, just it, so good climactic scene. Yeah, they did this whole kind of ruse to, to kind this. of get him out of there and uh, everyone to get kind of free of this. And they were raiding the place and they had blanks in the gun. Yeah, you thought Marlon Brando was shot and killed. Right. And, yeah. and like, but he didn't know. Matthew Broderick didn't know anything. No, they didn't let no, they, 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 they let him know. Real, it wasn't yeah. real. Penelope Ann Miller and uh, Bruno Kirby knew yeah. the whole thing. And right. Bruno <laughs> Kirby, you didn't realize how kind of smooth he was through Penelope this whole Ann thing. Penelope Ann Miller, she was so great. She was always the like the bouncy college yep. girl with hell I remember from the probably the first thing I remember him is Big Top Peewee oh, she yeah. was really cute in Big oh, Top okay. Peewee she, she was the other not the not the gymnast but not the trapeze artist but the no other. that was Valerie uh, from the Rain yeah, Man from, uh, from, from Rain, Rain Man. Man the Valerie Gal- Galimio or something like that I can't mm. remember her last name the very Italian, Italian. She, was, she was very cute but uh, there's another movie that uh, Penelope Ann Miller was probably the most famous for, and it's not going to be on this pod. It's a very famous gangster movie, so I don't mind mentioning it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be on our next one is Carlito's Way. Uh, she didn't put she that was, on the list? She was, it, it's, it's on the list. It's on the second one. You got to wait. Oh, for that. I got to wait. Yeah, wait a week, man. All come to those who wait. Yeah, man. Uh, she's well, great. About now. Except for yeah, the she was in, uh She was in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, she was. She was too. good. Huh. She was like, uh, I think she was, uh, what's his name from 9 to 5? Dabney Coleman. I think it was Dabney Coleman's wife yeah. in that movie. And she was really good. She had a lot of makeup and they aged her a lot. Nine and I'm highly telling awesome. her that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a pod about that. What, did he, what did he say? Brazil? <laughs> or Argentina or something? No, it was like, Brazil. Was it Brazil? <laughs> yeah. Who was the guy that played the colonel? Like the Sterling Hayden. Was that Sterling Hayden? Sterling Hayden was the main That's guy right. in that, that oh, sent him off. God. Yeah. Really funny the, movie, man. I watched that. that it's movie is one of my great. girl's favorite movies. I, and I've recommended that movie to people sometimes as like an out every once in a while because I because people it's know I like movies. Everyone, they ask yeah. me, "Well, what movie should I watch?" Yeah. And I was like, "Watch Nine to Five, man." Yeah. They're like, <laughs> "Dolly Parton movie?" I was like, "Trust me, trust yeah. me, man." That's <laughs> yeah, it was really good. But yeah, the Freshman was fun, man. I watched it in the movie theater, and it was one of those just good times mm-hmm. where you could experience the whole gangster element, and just the, it was very downplayed. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just you—you you were kind of following. Matthew Broderick plays that everyman really well, mm-hmm. and you were kind of in his shoes through the whole thing. Because remember, he got scammed by Bruno Kirby at the beginning, That's right. and then kind of it, it led him that relationship that developed with Bruno Kirby led him to Marlon Brando, and then realizing that uh, Penelope and Miller was Marlon Brando's. Uh, I think niece. I think it wasn't his daughter. I think it was his niece. Uh, and then you got to see those great uncomfortable scenes with him and Marlon Brando. And you, you got to do this. And uh, I, I've picked you exactly to do this. And you're going to pick up this animal. And you're going to deliver him here. And you yes, have That's no the one thing about gangster movies is so great. Because there's such a respect for that top level. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah, a lack no, thereof. Or fear. No. Or fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't say like a, no. no. And it's when fear and stuff is used as... as a way to control people. Mm-hmm. It's very 
dark way of looking at life. And it, but it's appeals. That's why gangster movies appeal to people. It's yeah. like because they're, they're a family. Do. They roll it up and they sell it as a family. Yeah. Oh, you're family now. You're part of the group. Right. There's yeah. a great line from a movie we'll be talking about here in a little bit, and I'll just say the line. I won't say the name of the movie. And uh, I'm gonna say it's, the name. Don't, of the movie. don't be giving shit away, <laughs> man. Uh, where they ask, someone, where someone asks, out. I don't like the way this is going. When someone asks the mob boss, "Would you rather be feared or would yeah. you rather be oh, loved?" Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he chooses, "I'd rather be feared. Feared yeah. lasts forever." Yep. He says, uh, and love, I, "Love is fleeting." You know. And I know what movie it's from, and yep. that's a very poignant point yeah. because he's right. Love. Comes and goes, but when you're, if you're scared of something, yep. yeah. And he, he particularly talks about. He says, "You know, I I, I tell a lot of jokes, and everyone laughs, mm-hmm. but I, I know I'm not that funny, right? But these people fear you, <laughs> you know, so they're gonna d- do what you want, and that is a repeative theme. I would run a different style of mob. I would. I, I don't want yes men. Yeah, right. I want free thinkers. I might shoot you for what you think, <laughs> so be careful what you're thinking. Well, yeah. that's. I think the mm. biggest concern if you're a mob boss is people turning on you. Oh, you know, and, and as long and as you, you know what that that and crime in general. Yeah, like every time I see a crime movie, and I've said this to my wife before, it's like, how could you be a criminal? You wouldn't trust anybody. No, you just wouldn't yeah. trust. It's, anybody, it's all about ever. trust yeah. too, and about the more the the more likely you are to not turn on your guys is when you give your guys what they want, or you're generous enough with them that they don't mm-hmm. have to go elsewhere right. with you, or if they don't get caught because that's the real problem. Right. Once they get caught by the cops, everyone yeah. is in with the well, like all the cartels, you know? yeah. self-preservation, all the cartels in South America. Like if you went up to ask the average poor person, and they love them because. Yeah, they give away free meals and yep. build yeah. schools in right. there, and, and as far as they know, they're like, you know, they're kind of far removed from the, and they're ga- they're kind of several, gangsters. They're just South several American movies gangsters. on this list are gangsters that take care of their town and take care and of their you, city. Yeah. I mean, if you do that, that, that reduces way. your chances of being ratted out. Yeah, yeah. because people snitches, don't want to kill the golden goose nothing. if they're helping yeah. the community. Exactly, you can get away with a There's lot a more. There's a reason than if you why don't. everyone loved John Gotti. Yeah. You know, because the, he took was he care the dapper of, Don. He was the dapper, or oh, the Teflon Don. He was Teflon the Teflon Don. Don. That's right. That he, motherfucker he, had more murder charges against him. Well, he started skated. as the dapper Don, and then he went to the Teflon Don when they couldn't convict him. Mm. But the town loved him, man. They they like a lot of these guys are super charismatic. They take care of the elderly. They take care of the poor. They take care of their their town. They have pride yep. in where they live and what they do. And uh, nothing is worse than uh, seeing that slip from their fingers. Uh, town wants them to succeed as long as they're not i mean they, they know they're killing but you know it's one yeah. of those mentalities that not my backyard <laughs> right, or yeah. i didn't see it happening for my house so i I'm mean cool i think it. that's a prevailing if you went to small towns in, in sicily and oh, yeah. italy right now where the mob still has oh yeah a foothold they they live there's always one guy chasing them yeah. and trying to convict them but they live in harmony with a lot of their citizens yeah mm-hmm. All right, so number 13 here. This was a movie that I saw in the movie theater and I was blown away by. And I know Dave's seen this and I know Justin hasn't. So we'll uh, do a little... I'm intrigued. You're intrigued. (laughs) And it's Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast. And a lot of people haven't seen Sexy Beast. It's one of those rare ones that if you're going to recommend a gangster movie to someone, Sexy Beast is a good way to (laughs) do it. Talking about feeling uncomfortable. Don Logan. Jesus Christ. Don Logan. I never looked at that guy again Uh, the same ever again. I was like, that was Gandhi, right? It's fucking Gandhi. (laughs) Uh, Ben Kingsley played the most vicious do the job do the job what's great is there was only a few moments where you saw any type of violence it was just how he carried himself how he talked to somebody and that he just had that confidence in him 
Like, even when he was on the uh, airplane, when they were like, put the cigarette out, and he's like, no, I'm not putting the cigarette out. And you can uh, tell by the way he looked at the guy that they're not even going to push it twice for him. Just let yeah. him do it. Just yeah. let him do it. Yeah. You know? And this kind of centered around uh, Ray Winston, who's been in a lot of different uh, gangster movies and uh, is a tough character in his own right. And he just wants to get out of this life. You know, he's got a great wife. He's got a he's got that great pool that he that just one, hangs out. That by. one scene in the movie that had nothing to do with anything else at the with by the pool with the, when rock the boulder came down was brilliant. Boulder came flying. I think he was in California. No, he was in Australia. I think. No, I think this, it was California. Was it California? Yeah, I don't think it was a foreign. Uh, Maybe, sure? but I, I I think it was in California, and he was outside at his pool, yeah. and he's just sitting there. But they're in himself. the hills. They're probably yeah, in the Hollywood in the hills, hills. If they're and in a boulder the size of a car comes flying over and just goes over the top of him and lands in the pool. Holy and shit! And you're like, holy shit! And just sinks that's right to the started. bottom of the pool. That's, that's how, how the movie, the movie started. started. Yeah, really. And uh, yeah. and it didn't turn out that somebody no. was like trying to kill him or nope. something like that. Nope. And they never talked about it again. And there really is. There's really two villains in this movie you've got uh don logan and the movie split in half sort of sort of so you've got don logan played by ben kingsley who was actually sent to ray winston to uh convince him to do a job but he was sent there by ian mcshane Mm -hmm. who if you've ever seen deadwood yeah ian mcshane is friggin he's the one who plays uh what's his name in deadwood swearingen swearingen man and he is so vicious in that movie man if we were doing tv mobsters he would be at the top of the list he killed those two thieves that took money from that was uh the girl from veronica mars oh is it oh man that was such a disturbing scene no that wasn't it that was uh powers booth killed them Oh, yeah, okay. and he was also he was the rival. And Dan was the henchman. Yep, yeah, he henchmen. was that guy. He was the, good, and I've seen really him good. in some. Movies he was, he was from something about Mary. He was the Franks and Beans guy. Oh, Franks Frank and Beans! Beans. <laughs> <laughs> but he was vicious in that movie too. And he good. he was in another mm-hmm. mobster movie here too. He was uh, one we'll talk about in a little bit here. But uh, so yeah, Don, uh, so Ben Kingsley character had to show up and talk to uh, Ray Winston. He wasn't taking no nope. for an answer. Do the job. Yeah, do, the, do job. the job. Do the job. Do the job. And he just keeps do the job. Drilling him and drilling him. And you could tell the other guy was just like, "Hey, let's have some drinks." Let's have... And they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, he told them no, and then was like, "Ah, let's just enjoy the company." And but then it got more vicious and more vicious, and he was like turning on his wife uh, and he, talking about his. Uh, yeah, I guess Ray Winston had married like an ex-showgirl or something like that. And he's, he's berating his wife in front of him, and it's just one of those. There's types nothing of guys worse than watching a man get emasculated, get emasculated in front of his, of his yeah. spouse. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You almost have to say something, even if you're going to catch a beating. Yeah, just to yeah. Yeah. so no, you, you yeah. look your wife in the face yeah, exactly. yeah, later no, on. Yeah. So yeah, Ian McShane sends. Uh, he plays Teddy Black, and he sends Teddy uh, Black. he sends John Logan over there, and then he finally convinces him to do the job. And they're they're doing this really great heist where they had to actually go underwater to drill into the place. They're they're going where they pumped it with water. No, I think they actually had to go under into like a uh, a pool area or something like that. And they drilled into a safe, which was the building next door. And then when they were through, it just busted with water and everything. And then they opened the safety deposit boxes and took all the money and everything. And it was man, it was such a powerful movie. I like bank robbery movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I don't, and I always want them to get away. (laughs) Yeah, because if I could do it and get away, I would. (laughs) 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 Hopefully, this pod's not evidence later on. (laughs) In a criminal trial. Uh, Anyone who's listening, I have a wild different Yes, I I love banks. Nope, I still do it. (laughs) I 
Caleb That's where yes. I keep my money. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take my money. Uh, so yeah, the Sexy Beast Man is one of those ones that are really uh, kind of flies under a lot of people's radars, and uh, you won't be disappointed. It's really one of those intense ones. But I remember when it first came. I remember seeing the trailer for it, and the trailer was nothing but accolades for Ben Kingsley. Oh, yeah. It was like, and then it would like show you know it had like several adjectives across the screen fantastic phenomenal best I'm sure that he loved the prospect of playing that role oh, too. Yeah. can you imagine he doesn't play that much no he doesn't play that even much. when he's played a bad guy in like sneakers he was still likable I mean he was still not he wasn't a bad I mean he was the, he bad, was the bad guy, guy but no he, he was but he was he's Gandhi he, man he was <laughs> he's, he was such a sweet ben, guy Ben Kingsley and uh, I think it's Morgan Freeman Slevin yeah, Lucky, uh, Lucky Number Seven. Yeah, that yeah, could have yeah. even I, been on yeah, here too, but I wasn't a huge one. fan of it. I really. liked that movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. I I thought Bruce Willis was great. Mm-hmm. I liked. I didn't some like of the Josh. Little... I didn't like Josh Harnett in it. You know, yeah. I, I, I liked him and Lucy Liu together. Lucy Liu I thought they were too. great yeah. together. There was another yeah. one that I, I I almost put on here, but uh, I'm with I, you I didn't, on that one. And Smoking Aces was another one I almost put on here. That was pretty good. It was a really fantastic. It was. It had a lot of good stuff, and it starred a lot of great people. I had Chris Pine playing that crazy fucker before he became Captain Kirk, where he was part of that gang. Remember the gang that just looked crazy. Did he have a scar or something? They had like mohawks and shit. And remember, they would just they were like psychotic in the movie. Um, Yeah, it was great. Ryan Reynolds was in that. Ben, uh, what what's his name? Ben Affleck was in that. Mm. A lot of great people. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah, Jeremy Piven. Really good, but yeah, that's so that's Sexy Beast that came out in two thousand. Director was Jonathan Blazer, who I'm not I'm not sure what he did, man. All right, so number twelve here. This was another movie that was huge in nineteen ninety one. It's New Jack City. Yeah, Mario Van Peebles, man. Didn't people riot? I don't think oh, so. Wasn't there a lot of I think like that enthusiastic sure. riots? Menace to Society was a big okay. one. Where yeah, that was, okay. that's when the shootings happened in the theater. Okay. Uh, was during Menace to Society. Uh, but, this one had a lot of cultural. Re, uh, reverberations. Oh right? yeah, because this was. Uh, it was. This was. I don't remember. This is one that I I I have to admit that. I'm so you've not got so familiar. You got Ice T, and you've yeah. got uh, Judd Nelson. You've got Mario Van Peebles, now, who not only it. not only directed it, but he also started. I'm so really glad Mario Van Peebles gets to be uh, on this. But this podcast. was also like a great uh, vehicle for Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock That's was right. really good in this. Yeah. That is funny too, because I was thinking about him today and trying and. I must be losing my mind because I couldn't remember what movie Chris Rock was in. I was like, what? this uh, this dealt with uh, the. Uh, Except I'm gonna get you sucker. This dealt with the uh, crack epidemic. the crack epidemic, yeah. and uh, I didn't even mention the main star of this, which is Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Who they basically take over an apartment building. Yeah, like an entire an entire like high rise. Yeah. And this is what they're doing in there. And this is remember the scene, and this has been done in a couple of the movies here too, is where they employ women. Without clothes oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to cut everything. Mm-hmm. I like when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it had that great scene. And it was probably the most memorable scene to me is when uh, when Chris Rock went in there and he was high. Man, yeah. And he started doing his shit and he yep. just kept he just kept uh, eye goggling everybody and just making a uh, an ass out of himself. And you could tell he was it, it was a really kind of big role for Chris Rock. Yeah. Because now did he have the memorable line? And I won't say it. No, you can say it. Yeah, go for it. No, you say it. I'm not sure which memorable line you're talking right. about. The one, didn't he? Didn't they show him strung out really bad? Oh, yeah. On the oh yeah. yeah. And then he's he was like, a... "I'll suck your dick for oh no cheeseburger." That, no, that, that was Menace Society. Society. Oh, yeah, 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 Menace yeah. Society. Yeah. But it was Chris Rock. No, 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 no. Don't worry, man. We'll walk no, you through so, this. So basically, uh, and you know, uh, Wesley Snipes was kind of the leader of this gang that am takes I over. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. <laughs> I have know. seen what was this it? movie. Something they were. Uh, Damn, it was a, yeah, a three-word thing. BMB or uh, BMB likes 
Damn, I can't but, remember uh, it. Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but uh, that was the name of their gang or whatever. And so I remember when they took over the uh, the building. Remember, he yeah. got the landlord with the shotgun oh, yeah. and walked him out onto the street with his pants down. It was like, this is our building now. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that was that. Um, and so then you had Ice T, who was the undercover cop. And lost his. He had a special his, kind of yeah, need his, to take down Wesley Snipes. Right. Yes. What was it? So his mom was a school teacher that was gunned down for no reason yeah. by just this kid <coughs> who was, you know, a gang member. You don't want to get on Ice T's back. So yeah, that's right. right. He's a cop killer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I like what you did right there. <laughs> But uh, so basically, he infiltrates, you know, the gang and all kinds of things happen. He befriends Chris Rock. He gets Chris Rock to go under uh, undercover because Chris Rock goes into recovery, you know, and he wants to pay him back for taking him out of like addiction and stuff. <laughs> so he puts him right back in his yeah, right. Well, yeah. yeah so he, well, he fucks do, it up at first. That's a terrible thing to do to ex addict. I, know, <laughs> I right? need you to go back in the lines. Well, dead. he asks him if he can do it because he's so appreciative <laughs> of the fact that he, you know, helped him and he knew that Wesley Snipes trusted him and so he could get in. Um, you know, and so basically it comes down to, uh, Wesley Snipes and Ice-T and Wesley Snipes tells him about when he first got into this gang and he took a bunch of PCP and he just like walked up to this lady he'd yep. never seen before in his entire <laughs> life and just boom, smoked her, you know? And I see that's just that was his mom, and that was his mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not so, business; it's personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of Wesley Snipes' yeah. kind of mantra: is it's not business; it's always, or it's not personal; it's, it's always, always business. business. Yeah. yeah, you know. And uh, I thought Judd Nelson was great in this. He's one of those guys that you would never in a million years expect him to be in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was one of the Rat Pack guys. He had done like Breakfast Club. He had done, but then again, even with Relentless. Was he was good. Relentless was around the same time, maybe a little bit earlier. Do you remember Relentless, where he was a serial he was killer? Just, he was no, crazy. crazy. Where he would literally go through the uh, phone book and he picked this. I can't remember the name, but mm, it had an affiliation he, he with him. And he would pick no matter who it was. If they had that name, he would show up at their house, oh, and it shit. was it was creepy. He he hid in their house. At one point, he hid. Uh, in the laundry room and he slit this woman's throat and another one he killed someone with a piano wire uh, standing behind there who was like, the cop in curtain. that movie that was coming out uh, that was uh, what was Robert Loja and it Robert was the, Loja and it was the guy that, <laughs> uh, eight fucking hours later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it was that really Italian guy uh, Rossi Leo Rossi okay. uh, was in it and he was amazing it was a great movie I can't find that anywhere on DVD too I see number two everywhere and I number two was horrible huh. but yeah that's where Judd Nelson kind of branched off from his comedy kind of stuff but I thought he was great coming in here as kind of the antagonist to Ice-T but they were on the same team right. but they just kind of butted heads the way they did things yeah. and how they uh, did it Ice-T Van Peebles, yeah <laughs> and Mario Van Peebles was kind of like the referee for those two and they realized that hey this is Scotty he's he's who we need to be part of this and this right. is uh, Judd Nelson's character and believe me this is going to go well because you guys I can't remember though did did they kill Chris, Chris Rock? Because I remember he, he looks into the camera and he's like, Scotty, you got to help me, man. They're going to kill me. Yeah. 
But and, and he oh, went in yeah, after yeah, yeah. him. When he was but in I the, can't uh, remember if they killed him or not. I kind of think they did. I think they I kind of think they did. Yeah. He, he had like uh, the the Star Trek red shirt written all over oh. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the get go too. The Yeoman Johnson. Yeah, he was like the Yeoman. You don't Johnson. even have a name tag. You should just, <laughs> just lie like down right now. <laughs> Speaking of Michael Caine, but this was uh, <laughs> this was huge, man. This, when this movie came out, because there wasn't a lot of. Uh, of black gangster movies at right. the time. I mean, this sure. was before a lot of the ones that became pretty huge. Actually, this was the same year as uh, one of the other big black gangster movies that we will not be talking about until next pod. But <laughs> if you if you know your dates really well, you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, New Jack City was always one of those great, fun movies. That Didn't have a good soundtrack, too. Oh, awesome soundtrack, oh, hell yeah. man. Awesome soundtrack. And I think everyone... I remember hearing that more than seeing the movie. Probably. Everyone was into this movie when it came out, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Eric and me watched it well, constantly. Well, and I mean, man. you know, let's see, it was 91, If he had just so... paid some of his taxes on the movie, Wesley yeah. Snipes would have stayed yeah, out of jail. Know, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, He's was, making a comeback now. It was 91. I don't... He I don't... wants to get back into Blade. He oh, wants really? to be part of the Marvel Universe and do Blade again. And he was perfect as Blade, so I'd love to see it again. And he needs the money. Yeah. <laughs> restitution. Restitution's a bitch. Can, Wesley. I, call it, can I call it Blade Restitution? Yeah. Restitution. <laughs> restitution to the government's the worst type. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man. New Jack City, 1991. Well, this next movie, another. There's a lot of 91s on another here. Another 91 movie. There's a lot of movies from the 90s on here, but this next one is also from 91. And this is uh, Barry Levinson, who a lot of people remember from, uh, from Avalon and from uh, Rain Man. Uh, and this is Bugsy. I love Bugsy, man. Mm. Loved Bugsy. Did you it remember, win you remember the Oscar Bugsy? For- it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. But speaking of Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley. So these were like mafia people that we know. So you've got Benny Siegel uh, played yep. by uh, Warren Beatty, who was phenomenal in this. You yeah. don't usually get to see Warren Beatty play psychotic. And there were some psychotic scenes in this movie. Remember mm. he had that... Uh, that other mob boss that thought he could steal money from him. Yeah. He brought him into the house and he made him bark like a dog uh, and like grovel for his life. And uh, <clears throat> Meyer Lansky, who is his uh, kind of accountant and his confidant, who's also a gangster in his own right, was played by Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Hmm. And then you've got uh, Mickey Cohen, who is basically Al Capone in L.A., and that was played by uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, wow. And it's really the start of... Who's not volatile character. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> and it's really how Vegas got started because a lot of people, if you don't realize it, that the, the mob started Las Vegas. Who doesn't and it was realize started yeah, with, it? Doesn't it was work. started completely in the desert yeah. with the flamingo, which everyone thought... Can you thought, imagine trying to pitch that to somebody? They thought he was nuts. Yeah. They yeah. Thought you want to build it where? There's no water there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yep. bring the water there. And what there, are you talking about? <laughs> there were some great scenes where the other families were talking when, when Benny wasn't there. And, uh, and what didn't one of them die before it got to see its really heyday too? Uh, one of that crew. Well, the I mean, crew. Bugsy. probably a lot of <laughs> yeah. <that> crew. Well, uh, like they laid a lot of the plans and then got then Whacked. got snuffed. Well, the problem with it is, uh, so you've got you've got Warren Beatty who's who had this plan of being starting this place in the desert where they could get away with everything. You could gamble, you could do whatever you want. Right. They, they had the airplanes flying in there, and they had like just a minimal investment, like you ten thousand dollars. I'll give you like five percent into this and everything. Ooh, the problem wish, with him, I wish I had done that. Day the problem is right him. He was selling like three hundred percent of it, so he uh-huh. was just selling oh. to get the money, yeah. and he was going to screw <laughs> That's people a over. Ponzi scam. Yeah, <laughs> using That's exactly what it was. Other person's money to give. You. Yep. But everyone, but he just the problem with the Ponzi scam is unless you hit it big, you're yeah. they're gonna. Come yeah. back Without him. Meyer Lansky, he would have been killed a long time yeah, before yeah. it. Because Meyer Lansky, I do like the scenes where he was arguing yeah. to save his life. Yeah, he grew up with him, and he was like, "Benny has no interest in money. He wants to build something. He wants something to 
represent him that he has accomplished uh, things. So, which is dangerous if you're with the other mobsters who are completely in Plus it for the money. money. It's easy not to care about money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. But this <laughs> yeah. is where he uh, met his wife. The uh, great Annette Benning was amazing in this movie. Annette Benning was That's really right, great. She's married to him. And she was like uh, kind of the yin to his yang. Uh, they went back and forth, and it was the only person that could scream at him. But this was one of those movies, and there's a lot of uh, gangsters that certain things would set them off, but anyone calling him Bugsy, mm. uh, he would like just immediately punch you in the face. Oh, shit. Or uh, so at sometimes he she gave calls people a pass. Bugsy, though, doesn't she? No, I don't. No, he wouldn't. She wouldn't have done that. Uh, it was just people that didn't know him. But there was a great scene where uh, he's getting his suit uh, tailored for a suit. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. with his family that says, That's Bugsy Siegel. And uh, he comes over and he says, can I speak to you? And he takes him off to the side and he says, he's like, you know, I'm, I, I know you're here with your family, but I don't want uh, to embarrass you and everything, but no one calls me Bugsy. Bugsy is the name of a bug. It crawls in the dirt. I am not a bug. He oh, says, shit. so I'm going to give you a pass on this because I don't want to embarrass you in front of your family. And then, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Holy sir. fuck. And, yeah, and, dude. And, because he realizes what he has done yeah. and everything. And there's several people, like, there's several people that he just goes right up and attacks immediately. Or when they went off... Uh, on Annette Benning because Annette Benning looked like a money grubber and she actually did steal like two million dollars from him and uh, just uh, and all the other mobsters knew it and they were like we're gonna give him a chance to pay it back and if he doesn't pay it even uh, Ben Kingsley said I'll I'll take care of him myself if it it comes to that Hmm. and yeah he builds this thing and it's I think it was like a sixty thousand eighty thousand dollar investment and by the time ninety one hit, I think it was worth like uh, nine billion dollars or Holy something. Holy shit! Uh, so it was like the mo- if you you're, if you're a fan with that of that kind Las of money, Vegas. people die. What, oh yeah. What was the? Didn't was it? Uh, I'm trying to figure out what movie it was that said this quote. But the the if you drove outside of Vegas, is like just graves everywhere casino yeah. is it casino yep. yeah and it's it's true and if you're a fan of las vegas i mean you breaking bad was what i was thinking of. oh that's yeah. true but uh if you're a fan of las vegas i mean you've got the mob to thank because that's how it started it and that's who's I'm a still fan of las vegas and it's still who's <laughs> kind of in charge of it over there i've never been there but been uh twice. the flamingo is still there and it's still thriving and it's all because of uh benny siegel He's not alive to punch me, so yeah. I guess we can call him Bugsy. But it was a phenomenal, phenomenal war performance. coming up the Holy driveway. Shit, who's that speak? coming through the door? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you, you forget that. I mean, he, he kind of uh, got his chops playing Bonnie and Clyde, playing uh-huh. uh, Clyde Barrow there. Which I was going to mention earlier. Yeah. That that one, I think, could have made the it list. It could have. It could have. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, certainly gangs, more than... there's a loose... Yeah, yeah. Almost gangs. Definition. Like, yeah. gang movies could almost be gangster yeah. movies. Well, when you think gangster, you think organized crime. You right. think... You know, yeah. Latino well, or, or, or earlier in the Italian week, families or Irish, the Irish, fa- Irish families. Yeah. Earlier in the week when Paul and I were, you know, texting about this a little bit back and forth. You I guys said, talk behind the scene without yeah. me? Oh, yeah, man. God, it's a lot of <laughs> development that gets worked through when I'm not a part of. Yeah, no, I had a list. You <laughs> You're know, fighting coyotes, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full-time job. You got your own crime syndicate going on. Yeah. yeah. You're I, I nasty, had, too. I had a list made up, and I mean, I'm glad that we went this way with it, but, you know, like... I knew that it was going to be a more serious, like, mafia, yeah. you know, gangster pod. So I had come up with, like, a gangsta pod. You <laughs> gangsta know what I mean? Pod. Yeah, to add a little comedy. There's some gangsta you know, on here, but yeah. Yeah, like, you know. Um, but, uh, shit, now I forgot what I was going to say. So, no <laughs> mind. Take but, your time. Yeah. <laughs> but Bugsy, man, if you want to see, because Warren Beatty has done some really great stuff, and he, he's very particular what he does. He doesn't come out with a movie every uh uh, every year, he comes up with one like every five years, even less yeah, now. Yeah, it's really weird when you think back uh, of his history. Of what was the one where uh, he was the uh, 
the kind of the uh, the hip hop candidate. Yes, uh, Buford. Um, uh, Buford. No, uh, no Bullworth. Some... Bullworth. Yes. Bullworth. Yeah, yeah. Really funny, man. Was it? Really I didn't funny, see man. it. Yeah, Bullworth no, it was, was good. It was Halle Berry. Yeah, it was and, really, uh, really good. And then they used the uh, ODB song. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, awesome. it was a good one too. Yeah. So, <laughs> if, as far as Warren Beatty goes, though, this is probably up there on, on one of my favorites. Uh, he, his intensity is a little higher in this one. Yeah. Like I said, he goes off on people. And there's a, another great scene where he he just goes into a, a, a building and he just shoots this guy in the head. And the room's filled with people. And he just walks out. He knows that he has got that type of clout that no one's going to say anything. That's insane. Yep. And there's several on here where people have... I got my example of that. Yeah. And I think I know which one you're talking about uh, where it's done on the street. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Don't ruin it. Well, no, there's a couple of them there's, uh, that I can remember like that. All right, so let's go to number 10 here. And this was a movie we were talking about before the pod that Justin hadn't seen, and he's, he's got to get on this, man, because yeah, no. this, is a, this is a great one. And this is A History of Violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a phenomenal movie. And when they say violence, it's, it's not regular through the whole movie, but when it happens, it is brutal. Mm. Brutal, brutal, brutal. And so I'll give you the premise of this. Uh, first, I'll give you the... Uh, uh, first, I'll Vigo, give you right? kind of the yeah. yeah. You got Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. You've got Ed Harris in one of the more disturbing oh, ones, and I, you've got uh, and who is his sidekick? Because I cannot re- picture his face right now. Damn. The guy that was traveling. With it him. was Vigo Mortensen's brother or something, wasn't it? In the movie. Well, William Hurt was the main monster. main main oh, okay. main stopper. I'm not sure but who they, played. They, they, uh, there Ed was Harris's. someone that showed up to the diner with. Yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. Him I'm, I know him. I think he's just a character actor okay. that I'm not familiar with his uh, his last name. Right. Everything. Well, then I don't feel bad. So you've not, got not remembering him. <laughs> so it starts out with uh, Vigo, who's living this great life. Maria Bello is his wife, and she's got uh, he's got this perfect life. You know, he's he's a father. He owns his own diner, and he's got his sons in little league and everything. And then it all kind of comes down to this vicious. Uh, robbery that happens at the diner. They have about to close, because you don't see any. You, the movie starts out like a like a family like a regular movie. movie. Well, you do see those two guys that rob. Remember, they do That's show right. them uh, that they had killed somebody at some other place, yeah. and so they roll in the town and they just happen to go into Vegan Vigo Mortensen's uh, diner. Big and mistake. they, uh, yeah, big fucking mistake. So they, they're very vicious in there. Oh, they're that's like, right. That's they're like right. fucking okay. with the waitress, yeah. and uh, they don't give a shit. You could tell that these guys are not to be fucked with. And uh, yeah, I did Viggo watch, Mortensen. I did watch the trailer, and yeah. I saw this scene, and I saw like a couple oh. other important scenes. In There's the a scene though where uh, where he, Vigo shoots this guy, and the bottom half of his mouth is like gone. It's like gone, and he's trying to talk, and it was so violent. But oh explain God. the big reason why. Well, this is what happens. He, he this this robbery goes down, and Vigo Mortensen is on the news uh, for being a hero, you know. And everyone is like, everyone's like, oh, he he saved our lives. If it wasn't for him, we would be uh, we would be in deep shit. So what you don't know is, and I'm gonna ruin a little bit of it uh, for you here. Uh, you won't ruin it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so go. No, it, for it's it. still a fantastic movie. Knowing this, we uh, have to ruin some movies yeah, that we yeah, can't yeah, yeah. talk about the end. I'm but <laughs> it, it's still a fantastic movie, regardless of knowing this or not. And, and you pretty much can gather that this is what's going on. So shortly after he's on the news, Ed Harris rolls in the town, and I don't know what Viggo Mortensen's name is in the movie. <laughs> Frank Stanley. Or something. But it's like it's like. Jim or something. well, Joey is 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 what Ed Harris oh, then calls him. Then it's Tim. Yeah. yeah, it's Tim. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, because <laughs> he so, calls him. I remember he that. Says, How Unf- you doing, Joey? And he, scene at the at, at the, the diner. At the yeah. diner was and awesome. Ed Harris so has like 
uh, like a, a cloudy eye and yeah. like a horrible scar that somebody like tried somebody to take his eye Joey out. Yeah, somebody named Joey. Someone tried to take his eye out with a piece of barbed wire. Yeah, oh, is that what it was? And when Ooh. someone tries to take you out with a piece of barbed wire, you remember his face. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, you yeah, know no who it shit. is. Yeah. And then Viggo Mortensen is so like matter of fact, I'm not this person you think you are. I'm, you're confusing me with something else. This is who I am. I've got my family and everything. And Ed Harris but is like, he sure knew, you are. Sure he you knew are. that he did. He knew. Yeah, he knew who he was. He knew that. Uh, so what's going on is uh, Viggo Mortensen has basically put himself in the witness protection program. He did some horrible stuff. His brother is the head mobster. He tried to kill Ed Harris, and then he kind of separated himself from that and just moves to a different town and takes up a new life with a family and everything. And everything was going great until he got himself shown on fucking TV. Yeah. And then the mobsters roll That's in. That's a because, lesson. Don't be a hero. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> and another lesson is the mob never forgets. Oh, you no, know, They are true. not oh, going to yeah. forget this. So yeah. they roll into town. And it drags him right back into this thing, and uh, that scene in the front lawn. Ah, the scene in the was front so lawn, so tense, very, very tense, and very violent. Like I said, and this is David Cronenberg, and David Cronenberg does he'll, not hold back no, on the violence. He'll kill a kid. I he'll think. Kill, yeah, I think almost every movie, except for maybe two of David Cronenberg's, has gotten an X rating before he's gone back to the MPAA to cut things out, which I appreciate. Uh, and they left some stuff in here that make this a serious hard R. Like, I'm, uh, your girl probably has problems watching some of the scenes in this movie because I know she has some serious, especially when that, my girl would too, because... If someone's getting beaten with their bare yeah, fists, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. she doesn't like that Any kind of realistic violence. violence. Yeah. If, like if it's gunshots and Especially, I, yeah. like, Lord of the Rings violence, she's yeah, yeah, fine yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, but real violence, like, this could happen. Even the Dexter right. stuff was fine, and, yeah. but, yeah. And this was right up there with that, and it... Uh, William Hurt was nominated for this, and he had he was probably in the movie for six minutes, if that. Yeah, and really? he just but it was intense. Yeah. He, at the end, where he finally got in the same room with his brother, and I saw uh, that scene. Yeah, man, it was really really intense. And uh, this was one of Ego was at the top of his game. David Cronenberg uh, did another movie we'll be talking about on the next pod. Uh, well, you're really hyping really this done. next pod up. I'm excited. I want to get through this one. Hey, so we can no, get to no, the next man. one. We, we, we got some fantastic stuff coming up it's here. All gold. <laughs> <laughs> we had our supercomputers crunching this yeah. list for like three days. Get a team of <laughs> monkeys working this around the clock on this. <laughs> so, history of violence, man. If you're all right with uh, uh, with several moments of violence, that it's a, but it's also a very look at uh, kind of Americana. You know how the two kind of blend in, where normal life. And the mob life kind of intersect with each other into this really, really kind of horrible situation. Which is the reason why I never really cared his- about, like, if you grow up in a town, and I'm sure there was mobsters all over with but the violence for the most part was among the people that were doing the robbing and stealing. Yeah. They didn't kill citizens, as yeah. they call them. Like, they stayed out of, like... Oh, yeah. They tried to just, you know, I'm going to no. be a criminal. And killing wasn't their first idea. It was... Sometimes necessary. They have a code. Doing other I mean, stuff, they do right? have a code. You so know? it was kind of. I mean, it's kind of comforting knowing that they have a code. Well, in the in the separate thing that we have mentioned about this particular movie too is his wife and his kid had no fucking clue. No clue. No oh, clue yeah. who he was or yeah. what his background was. They just knew that he did. He had I a horrible was, childhood, and they didn't want to. He didn't want to talk about it. Is right. what he kind of sold it. But at a certain point, his son had to save his life with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. So that's the front yard scene. Yeah, he like, literally had to drag his his son got dragged right into this oh, thing wow. yeah, to see, save I his see life. That scene. And they're continuing. It's a, if we were doing gun, line, if we were doing showdowns, yeah, 
That was a good we talked about it, it before about doing it with Tombstone and that. That would be a good one. There was like three key scenes to this movie where you were like, oh my God, this scene's going to happen now. Yeah. And it's really intense mm. uh, when it does. So yeah, watch History of Violence if you haven't seen it. At some point, I was a, uh, I was a huge Cronenberg fan all the way back, probably. Existence. <sighs> no, even before that. <laughs> I Because I like The Brood and even uh, Shivers and uh, uh, Scanners. Scanners was a uh, fantastic yeah. one. The Dead Zone. Uh, the Fly. These are all great Cronenberg movies, but uh, oh, really? Dead Ringers was a great one. I, I they always have the feel of a at, Cronenberg movie. At some point, I just would watch everything Cronenberg did because he just he added something in it that you knew you were going to go in there and watch something you hadn't seen before, and you knew he was going to push the limits of uh-huh. whatever it is. It, either it was sex or it was violence, and he had this ability to make you feel slightly uncomfortable, but you didn't want to turn a away. A lot of his scenes were wet. They had moisture in them like it was huh. raining or extends all those little body yeah. parts that had, he, he had moisture a, over there was a certain like, level of uh, body horror which is a lot of the, the like Ooh, the a name Brian Yakuza sweet Brian Yakuza <laughs> you learned something on the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. no remember body horror what we were talking about in our horror podcast with Weisberg where uh where the guy who did uh, Reanimator in that That's society, right. they kind of created that body horror where they. That were, was like two years ago. We did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Brood was very uh, body horror. It was oh. a disturbing kind of uh, scene. You've seen some of the clips. Even from, those uh, like Existence, All I can remember is those plug-in. Yeah, they plugged into the like to your the back spine to like the uh, sphincter in your something. back. Yeah, the, the back looked. It was very. His movies are very <laughs> sexual. Sphincter. Now I want to write a movie, and it's about this back sphincter. <laughs> yeah. You have to plug in stuff to them <laughs> like is this a Cronenberg film yeah yes. it's true too because he, he was very uh, his movies have no matter what he does there's a certain level we should name Naked Lunch man no, no other oh, movie yeah. is like that I mean where he's rubbing the uh, the asshole uh, typewriter yeah. and shit with his like finger stimulating oh, the typewriter man, it was very very disturbing only Cronenberg could have made that movie yeah it really is it's, he's got that type of thing I could spot a Cronenberg I'm surprised Cronenberg didn't do Metamorphosis yeah. too well later in life it was harder to spot a Cronenberg movie but early in the 80s he had to conform to get that big payday in the 80s well he got a little bit more commercial too but in That's the early I mean. 80s he had, you know, he had to conform to get that payday yeah because mm-hmm. a lot of people weren't going to go see The Brood or Scanners and everything no. but I mean Scanners was huge at and the he's time. a weird looking dude too Cronenberg yeah, he I mean, acted in some oh, of his yeah. movies Nightbreed man yeah. oh so great and you've seen Nightbreed it's been a long he time he's got the like a killer he yeah. the serial killer he's got like a that. prominent brow yeah. he's very he wouldn't think he looks like you wouldn't think he would look like uh, he was also he's done a lot of cameos in his flicks. He was the guy that uh, he was the doctor that delivered the cocoon in uh, the fly when she had like the cocoon in her dream. Uh, <laughs> that you only saw his eyes though, so you probably wouldn't even recognize him. But he's the one who delivered it. But Paul recognized it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. For some reason, I'm just thinking of the guy from Lionheart that was like the blonde lady's right hand man. No, that wasn't Cronenberg. But yeah. but he has done like like that Nightbreed was good guess though. That Nightbreed was strange. Like I could see him doing cameos in his own thing, but. The uh, Clive Barker getting him to play the serial killer and Nightbreed was fantastic. Though, right? Oh yeah, sure. and he was fantastic in that. Do you remember that mask? Yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. best mm. masks. It was like a hood but with like two stitching. buttons, and it had a zipper that went kind of cockeyed with his mouth, and he would keep it uh, open. And it was uh, it, was, it was really he was he was a twisted fuck in that movie. <laughs> he played scare the, the shit out of somebody. Make a oh, yeah. mask with buttons for eyes and oh, a zipper God. for a mouth. Well, remember he so creepy. Remember it's he played Dominatrix, the psychologist, uh, gimp from. Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you remember he played the psychologist in that who, under hypnosis, was convincing Craig Schiffer from uh, from the program that uh-huh. he was committing the murders that oh. actually Cronenberg was doing. Oh, which shit. is, that's a movie that's all in itself genius. right there, man. It was really twisted. But All right, this next movie I know is 
It's probably the uh, the most modern one we have on. It's from 2015. And it was one of those movies that I went a while before I saw it because uh, I hadn't seen it in the theater when it came out. And uh, it starred Johnny Depp, and it was 2015's Black Mass. I've seen two movies in my lifetime by myself at the theater. Only two? Two. Jesus. I, I and all, they were almost I go the all same the time year. by myself. And one of them was the Tom Hanks one when he had to go to West Germany to broker... Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Uh-huh. I love spy movies. I oh, love yeah. Tom Hanks. So one day, just out of the blue, I it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I said, I'm going to go to movies. Yeah. Yeah. But that and then Black, Black Mass. Mass. Yeah. So I wanted really to bad. see it because I had seen a scene that they had put out. Yeah. And Johnny Depp, He, you forgot you were watching Johnny Depp yeah. after like five minutes into the movie. You've seen, have you seen this? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it once. I rented it off a of Redbox, and I was waiting for Johnny Depp to come on screen. <laughs> and you had already realized been there. Yeah. that it was Johnny Depp in and that movie. growing up in Boston, yeah. Whitey Bulger, you man. heard this story Jimmy, over Jimmy and over again because he was one of the ones that got away. Yep. Uh-huh. That motherfucker, what did it, was 18 years on the run? Yeah, he was on the lam. He got caught, eventually yeah. got caught in Santa Monica, I think, yep. uh, across the country. Living in a completely a, different life with his, yeah. with his yeah. wife. That's crazy. Bonnie, I and think. Yeah, he and, ruled South uh, Southie and uh, he he's the of one that integrated really. like really brought the Irish mob to their yeah. like I can't tell you how fantastic a movie this is it really was The Departed I, was loosely based yeah on, that, that was also Whitey Bulger on Whitey Bulger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it was very similar but uh, except he didn't die the, yeah <laughs> no I think he died uh, differently but no they, Whitey they Bulger's still alive uh, no uh, well he's in prison now yeah uh, yeah yeah but uh, in The Departed I think they, they killed Nicholson didn't they yeah. uh, but anyways this had a great cast. It had a really great cast. Uh, Jesse Plemons was really great. And if you haven't seen Jesse Plemons, uh, he was in uh, the second season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. He was in oh, uh, yeah, Breaking yeah. Bad. He's the one who looks. He looks a lot like Matt Damon. A lot of people were kind of mistaken Matt for Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> I like. You know what? I really like mob movies too that have a dirty cop element. To oh yeah. It for some reason, this was filled with dirty cops. I, yeah. he, he owned all the cops. Yeah. He just paid them off. And this was the movie that uh, Dan from. Uh, uh, Dan from Deadwood was in. He was oh, one that's of right, that's right, that's right. Remember, he had that great scene where uh, where it, uh, he's eating the the nuts out of the bowl and he's oh, licking yeah. his fingers he's and he's putting them back, them back in. And Johnny in. Depp's like, you know, I've been sitting here for fifteen minutes watching you stick your big fucking fingers into that uh, uh, that nut, uh, eating those peanuts and then putting them in your mouth and then you put your fingers back in that bowl. And he was he, ready to kill he was, him. He was ready to be pissed off, man. And that was the type of. He developed that, and the problem I have with uh, a lot of the Johnny Depp characters is after the, after he started the Pirates of the Caribbean, he got really quirky with his characters. Like he did to the point where like I'm the, like, Willy I'm Wonka almost, one was yeah, yeah I'm yeah, like yeah. almost done with his his weird little Sweeney quirky Todd. characters. So he, oh, I love Sweeney Todd though. But. Wasn't he? His problem is he was he was too good of friends with. Helena Bonham Carter and uh, uh, Tim Burton. Tim yeah. Burton. So they, right. and it's like explore your weirdness because yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be just like you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you hear that like, oh, Tim Burton's got a new movie out with Helena Bonham Carter. I wonder who the male guys in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know right. But he yeah. did, some of his quirky characters I do like. Some like, of them do like work. that re- repeat character that he's done in the Kevin Smith films. That that French detective oh, Tusk. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that he was also yeah. in yeah. Yoga Hosers, which was yeah. he was so fucking funny. I didn't see that movie. He was really. I've heard good things about it. And he's gonna be the. He's also gonna be because that's a trilogy mm-hmm. uh it was uh tusk yoga hosers and then moose jaws which is jaws with a moose and uh in canada <laughs> it's his canada trilogy and uh johnny depp because johnny you know depp why is, he does these because well, I can the tell french you why. people love him well i can and tell he you loves france so yeah. he, 
Well, I can tell you why he does the Kevin Smith movies because his daughter, his daughter, is best friends with Kevin Smith's daughter. They went to school together Uh, like their entire life. So he is. It's one of those weird things that him and Johnny Depp are like best buddies, and that he that's how he got him to go into all those movies. He has has fifteen million dollars a month as his expenses. His expenses. Expenses. Yeah. Well, he's got enough money he can burn just on residuals from everything. I think it's fifteen. It might be five, but. See, I but can't, he's, I can't know stuff like that. <laughs> like, he's done some fantastic uh, movies too. Like I could watch, I could watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas all oh, night long yeah. with him in it. Him oh, and, yeah. so great. Del- him Benicio. and Benicio, man. Uh, but let's get great. back to uh, uh, yeah, where are we? Uh, Black Mass. Black here. Mass. Okay. Yeah. So Whitey Bulger was a ruthless, ruthless uh, motherfucker, man. Yeah, and he did not give a shit. And there were some scenes. And he would in get there. hands on, hands on too. One of the best scenes from the movie, and I think I think it's in the trailer, at least one of the trailers, where he's uh, he's having dinner with David Harbor. David Harbor played uh, Hopper in uh, Stranger Things, the cop, yeah. the main cop. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah. And he he's already got uh, Joel Egerton, who was in Warrior. Do you remember Warrior with the guy who played Bane? And uh, Nick Nolte was there. It was like a UFC uh, championship. No. And, uh, I think we had seen it before. Uh, Joe, he was also in the remake of The Thing. Uh, you've recognized Joel Egerton if you've seen him. So he's a cop that's dirty as shit. Mm-hmm. And then he brings uh, David Harbour in to be dirty as shit with him. And there's a scene where they're all eating uh, food at Joel Egerton's house. Yeah. <laughs> and David Harbour had made the steaks. And uh, Johnny Depp, it's such an intense scene where he's like, man, I got to ask you, where the, what the hell did you do to these steaks? These were great. And David Harbour was like, oh, it's a family res- uh, recipe and everything. He was like, oh, come on. You got to tell me what you did here to these steaks. These are so incredible. And he, he was like, you know, I, I mix a little bit of soy in with the, uh, the marinade and everything. And then uh, Johnny Depp gets super serious. And he was, he was like... He's like, why would you tell me that? He says, you just told me that it was a family secret. And, yeah. and within and five seconds, <laughs> you, just, you just gave it up like that. What kind of man gives up his family secret that easy? And then he just stares at him and everything's quiet for yeah. like for like good, intense yeah. 20 seconds. And then he starts laughing like uncontrolled. And he says, look at his face. We had some face. of those friends growing up that would do stupid stuff and, like that. And you could tell that at that point forward, David Harbour just was not comfortable even being in his yeah. room. And that was a really disturbing scene then that... Like shortly after that, we went up to his wife's room. Remember, we went up to yeah. his wife's room. Oh, his yeah. wife said she was feeling sick, and he's putting her hands on her head and then down on her chest, yeah, and saying, Are "You sure you're sis- uh, s- sick? Yeah. You're embarrassing your husband being up here." Yeah, and she was done yeah. after that uh, scene, man. And he was just the scene when he had it. The scene when when he had to kill that guy's girlfriend because he thought she yeah. knew too much. Do you know who that guy was? Who was that guy? Uh, that's Rory Cochran. That's the, uh, are you cool, man, from uh, Days oh, of Confused? Really? really? Yeah. But he, no he gained like 40 pounds for it. That episode was the reason why he testified against the yeah against oh, yeah, Whitey yeah. at recent trial. Juno Temple, that's who it was. Remember because that uh, Killer the, Joe? Do you ever see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> With the, the chicken, chicken wing. Oh. <laughs> with the chicken uh, drumstick. You ever seen that movie, Killer Joe? Oh, with uh, Matthew McConaughey? The, when, the, when the chicken drumstick scene happened? You'll never know. look at yeah. chicken again the same way. It's, <laughs> Juno <laughs> Temple was the girl in that. That's was who it? his girlfriend was. But yeah, he had... Uh, uh, Rory Cochran, who was also in Empire Records. He was that real, the guy who bet all the money who brought it to Vegas oh yeah same guy from Days of Confused Mm -hmm. well now he's like a lot older I watched probably an hour of the movie not realizing it was him and then he delivered a line a certain way and I was like holy shit I think that's Rory Cochran that's the Uh, level Paul Hopper and I I looked him up and I was like holy shit it's Rory Mm -hmm. Cochran you must have gained all this weight for him but it was true he uh he, they had picked her up from the police station and they and the questioner he said what did you tell him they were gonna get her new clothes and I hate when people 
act like they're going to take care of you yeah. to get you to a position they where they can... They bring her to the apartment. Yeah, we got this apartment for you. How would you like to live here? We'll get furniture. And, and it's then like, right when they get in there, yep. choke you to death right in front right of in Roy front Cochran. Of, yeah. and, and he's just... You could tell he's standing in the doorway and he is not okay with this, but what, he can, what can he do? It's right. his right-hand man and Jesse Plemons is there and Jesse Plemons is all in there for it too. But he, he also... He knew, that, he knew that he couldn't ask him to do it because he yeah. wouldn't have done it. To it was that great scene at girlfriend. the beginning where... Uh, where Jesse Plemons was working the door at the club and he wouldn't let those guys in. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. started punching him and everything. And then uh, Jimmy came out, uh, Whitey came out, and he was like, uh, uh, the other guy's like, you know that's Whitey's cousin, right? And he says, I had no idea, man. Yeah. But then he brings him the next day. He's like, I want you in the car. He's like, uh, he's like, you drive. And Whitey's in the back seat. And they drive off someplace. And Jesse Plemons, and there's another guy in the uh, passenger seat. And Jesse Plemons is sure as shit thinks that he's going to get killed. Brings him out to the middle of nowhere and everything. And then all of a sudden, Johnny Depp starts punching the guy in the passenger seat. And Jesse Plemons is watching for a split second. And then he joins in. Just punching him and punching him and punching him. And they just beat him to death right there in the the parking lot and just dump his body. He just wanted to see what he would... Yep, what he would do. and right from now, there. Is that the guy he, from Fargo? Yeah, that was the guy from Fargo. He's so good. He was really, really good. He's, he's in a so he's good. in a new movie too. Uh, that first he episode is on of his, Fargo was one of the his stock best is episode. so freaking yeah. high right now. Watch Jesse Plemons; he's going to be the next huge actor in Hollywood. And he, if he's not, I already, knew he was going to be because after I saw him, he had lost a bunch of weight, and I was like, oh yeah, they're grooming him for something. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good. Have you seen any of Breaking Bad? I've seen some. He was the guy the one that came, helped he was him the steal one that, the. He was on the train. On the train, and he was also the, the one that gave him the idea about the uh, uh, tenting the house. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. with the uh, the uh, what insecticides yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, he was great. Fargo. He was uh, Kirsten Dunst's husband. She was great. She was great, man. Oh, tell me. Second season of Fargo, man. Have you ever seen any of the Fargos? They're independent of each other. You don't have to watch season one. I've never seen season one. Oh, nice. I've never seen season one. I've seen season two and season three. Billy Bob Thornton was amazing in season one. I definitely want to see one, but it would be hard to beat number two. Number two was so good. The guy from the Lord of the Ring movies. What's his name? As a, as a big cast right there, man. The British guy, he also... Ian, what's his name? No, he also did... Um, yeah, if you give me another movie, I'll help Was it Sherlock Holmes? Or something? Oh, oh no. yeah. You, the guy who played Bilbo. Bilbo. In, in The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. films, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the first Fargo. Martin, Martin something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, also in the Marvel universes. He was awesome. He almost was reminiscent of the movie. Yeah. Of and, James, uh, James H. Colin Macy's. Hanks was in it. H. Macy's, yeah. Yeah, I know everyone in it, but that second one with the the black the guy, second from, one the was black better. guy from the Rock. That scene when they come in the when they when they all come into his to his store at the same time, yeah. the type of oh, yeah, yeah, store yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Or even the guy from Burn Notice was amazing oh, in that right. movie. In the, he was so good. And he Brad Garrett, Brad Garrett was, was good, awesome. And uh, the we're going the, off such a tangent. The right Culkin, now. <laughs> the Culkin kid, so Kieran Culkin. Lost that's right. right now. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I'm lost. I don't even know what we're doing. We're about pot is this? We're about to get into a movie that we all love here. We are. Oh, sweet, nice. Number eight. Is Oscar. Yes. With Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Ferrucci. Ferrucci. <laughs> make you the, Maybe someday we do a YouTube. Maybe someday we do a YouTube. Snaps Provolone. Snaps Provolone. So I. So <laughs> Talk about the stereotypical movies. Oh like, my God. They probably so get in trouble scary. for making that movie now. This yeah, movie absolutely. was so much fun. I mean, oh, it was pr- yeah. it's one of my favorite comedies, and it could easily be a play. It has to be a play. It's it kind of like Noises Off, yeah. almost. Yeah. Very just, Noises Off. It just oh, yeah. moves and moves. Have you seen goes. Noises Off? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Michael Caine. Reeves. And, yep. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. John Ritter. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard to watch because of those uh, those two are so amazing, and they're both dead now. Yeah. 
Um, well, there's always the girl that runs around in her bra and panties. Yeah, and that Nicolette makes... Sheridan. Yeah, she was great in that too. But anyways, with Oscar. So before we get into like our favorite lines and, our, and the premise, <laughs> I already of it, said mine. Sorry. This was this was this was John Landis, who we actually mentioned on the last pod. Yeah. So let me run through a couple John he Landis movies here movies. for you. He's never made a good movie other than Oscar, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me give you a, just a small little caption of his what he's done: Animal House, Blues Brothers, Coming to America, Forty Eight Hours. Uh, uh, Stop! That's too much. American Werewolf in what? London, uh, Innocent Blood. Yes, he uh, looked like Mr. Hughes. Yep, someone looked, we knew growing yep, up, just like like him. just like him, like body double. And um, no, I'm, I'm leaving like five Moff Kentucky Fried movie, Amazon Women on the Moon. He's uh, not the enema. I think his last <laughs> really. I think Innocent Blum was the last one that I really liked from him. He did Beverly Hills Cop three, which wasn't that good. But after that, he just can, kind of did stuff here and there, and nothing really big. But Oscar, 1990, was one. it one? 1991? There's a lot of 91s I'm on telling there. you, man. Yeah. And this was such was, a fun movie. That was a good gangster moment. 91 was yep. a lot issued in. I bet a lot just, of them just within so the next six years. Just so far, we've talked about uh, New Jack City, Bugsy, and uh, now Oscar. So yeah. uh, what's, why don't you give us the premise of Oscar? You give us the premise of Oscar. How well you know Oscar? You want to I know pretty good. Oh, I know uh, it pretty well. So, well, wait, I've been talking a bunch. Yeah, Go ahead. Anybody can chime in at any time. Right. So basically... Uh, All Sylvester right, that's St- enough. <laughs> 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 uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, is a, a mafioso. Snaps and, a provolone. Snaps yeah, a provolone. Snaps a provolone. They're having like a big thing coming up at their His house, daughter's... right? Isn't this only in a three-day well, period no, or something? start with uh, the Kurt Douglas. Oh, made okay. a promise to his dying father. That's right. That he was going to go straight, right? He was going to go straight after yeah, he died. Yep. Right. Everybody and, slapped him right slapped before he died. Right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that is so you don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, so he's trying to go straight. The feds think that, you know, that's all bullshit. Yep. And they're, you know, they've got his house bugged. And but he keeps all the original crew on yep. to do his legitimate business. And right. he keeps yelling yeah. at him for yeah. having guns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Chaz Palminteri. We played a meathead. Yeah, he was, was totally awesome. the meathead, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, so his his daughter's gonna get married, right? Marissa Torme. Yeah, that's right. I this was one of her super. Cute. This was this like her first story. big movie. And, yeah. And then one year later, one best supporting actress. Yeah. Uh, for uh, best supporting actress for my cousin Vinny. Yeah. yeah. She was amazing in this. And you got like several groups of people. So you, like you said, you have the cops, mm-hmm. who's Kirkwood Smith. Red Foreman. Right. You got the right. you got the mobsters <laughs> so who's got the main guy from uh, Point of No Return. Remember the guy they're screwing over yeah, yeah, Point of yeah, No yeah. Return? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also Mean Streets. Uh, and then you've got his crew. Right. And so give us who a little bit more. Who was the butler with the cigar? Well, who played him? That was uh, he's dead now too. We he can't was, have was, stiff in the apartment. We have people coming over. Yeah, he was really yeah. good. Uh, is it Paul Reedy or Pete okay. Reedy or something? He was really good. He's, he's a character now. actor. Yeah, really good character actor. So yeah, he's going straight, you know. Yeah, and uh, well, let's see. The the main thing that I remember is the bags. The, yeah, the switching of that the happens bags. at a certain point. But before that, you got uh, you got the accountant played by Vincent Spano, who I'd yeah. only seen in one other thing. He was one of the rugby players in Alive, and nobody. Uh, yeah, he was really funny in it, though. Really funny, and he came into the house and he said he wanted to. Uh, first, he told him uh, that he wanted to marry his daughter. Which right. which shocked him, and that's the first thing that Chaz pulls the gun out. And he's like, "You yeah. still packing? We're going straight. We're bankers now." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but you don't realize that uh, 
It's not actually. It's, he doesn't. There's it's a mistaken identity. There's like mistaken identity. Yeah, to this that, that's thing. kind of the main thing through the whole he, picture. The, is who was the girl identity. he was talking about? He was talking about some other woman that just showed up and the said said that he was uh, his dad uh, because dad. his real daughter's name was Lisa. This girl was named Teresa. Right. And then she came, showed up at the house at one point and said, "Sorry, snaps. I told uh, this guy that I was your daughter because I wanted him to think I'm more prestigious and everything." So <laughs> Vincent Spano, thinking that's his daughter, puts all his cards out on the table and says, "Yeah, I'm." I've stolen fifty thousand dollars from you. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, but it's gonna he knew go, he was in the mob. But yeah, it, but he knew that mm-hmm. it's gonna go to your family anyways because I'm gonna marry your daughter. And uh, right. also a mistaken identity is uh, uh, Marissa Torme is in love with a guy named Oscar who you don't see until the very end of the movie. Uh, he's like the uh, the chauffeur who's, yeah, who's yeah, joined right. the army and everything. Yeah. Uh, so they're all talking about different people and. Stallone is like screws this guy out of his money, but remember they uh, he he tells him go get this money and we're gonna sign these things that if uh, something happens to the marriage that uh, it's gonna go back to you and it's gonna do this and everything like that and he ends up tricking this guy to get his own money back, but then like you said there was the bag thing right which kind of led well, to some great comedy yeah no and I mean uh, you're gonna have to help me through it like because so. There was the bag that had the money in it. Yep. And then there was the bag that had like... The underwear. Yeah, the underwear. Yeah. Um, And then that was basically the two bags. They just kept going back and forth. The maid left the house to marry somebody and she took instead of taking her bag full of underwear took the bag of jewels but but then when she came back to the house to switch the bags she switched Some, it with the someone guy else grabbed it someone while else grabbed by. it so Stallone still thinks the bag has the uh, has the underwear in it which actually has gives the jewels it in it and gives it back to him yeah. so it just keeps going. it was very it was almost like a playwright it, yeah. it was all done to that Figaro song yeah. the, the music for that Figaro 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 is through the whole movie yeah, it's like yeah, a set, yeah. and, and it's, but it seems like a set up nightmare because it was so many people coming through scenes interacting with other scenes and such a physical not physical comedy but like movement a lot of movement really strong script to make it work and the comedy flowed throughout the whole thing now didn't Stallone didn't he write this I don't think he wrote it no no no, I don't think he did uh, but it was it was such a great co- uh, comedic kind of avenue. We got to mention uh, Tim Curry played the elocution uh, doctor, Doctor Poole. Yeah. Uh, who, who came in. Uh, careful, and you got a dangling participle there. Chaz looked down and zipped his pants up. <laughs> now, didn't Marissa Tomei start to have a crush on Tim Curry? Well, yeah. Vincent Spano like pawned. Her, her up, up on, on him, him because she oh, yeah. uh, and he thought that hey as long as I got her a husband that's all that matters because Marissa Torme made this whole thing even worse by telling was, uh, telling yeah. her that she was pregnant yeah. right so yeah. he's constantly trying to figure out how to do this thing and you should mention the Fanucci brothers yeah, yeah. Fanucci. Fanucci. Harry Shears Harry Shear and, and the, the guy, guy from um, <laughs> Jurassic Park he was the guy that oh, got eaten right. on the toilet oh. Yep. Oh no kidding. Yep. He yep. was the other guy. Huh. And they came in as just tailors. Dr- right. Tailors. Who were gonna make, make him a, a new suit. suit. Yeah. But everybody thought they were hitmen. Hitmen. Well, yeah. because they kept a they, they kept a like uh, newspaper clipping yeah. of, of a all dead the guy. Dead guys. Yeah, Look, yeah, I did yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. I did this one. Yeah. Oh we did no, it was one just, day. <laughs> it was just this one, but they, he was like mm. he, they was like, Hey, you did this? And he says, Yeah, but they assumed everyone was knew Looking that they were the talking about the suit. Yeah. And everyone thought they were hitmen because But they weren't they were doing like the threes company trick where you talk about one thing and then somebody else perceives it as something that way and they they don't like let him off the hook they just keep well and uh, Stallone kind of perpetuated that by telling Vincent Spano he says hey 
be like, I thought you were going straight today. You're not going to do anything to me. He says, I have gone straight, but those guys haven't. And they were like, who are those guys? Oh, they're the, they're, the, that's right. That's they're two right. of the most vicious, uh, button men in town Yeah, and everything. And then remember he would scream Fanucci and they would jump up and yeah. like, call your dogs off, call your dogs yeah. off. It's okay. <laughs> so fucking funny, man. It, yeah. it was probably the funniest I don't think Maria's seen this one and I, uh, and I try to remember to, if you have HBO, it. it is available on HBO. I have nothing. Oh, I got yeah. nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> it's in I, I buffered trailers for 10 minutes to yeah. watch two-minute two trailers. Yeah. I am up to 845 movies now oh my in my collection. So, uh, 845? What are you waiting for? I know, man. I've got, a, no, I've got a list of probably 300 on my phone of ones that I'm constantly looking for at flea markets and stuff oh, like wow. that. And some of them are common ones that you were like, why you don't you throw that out to everybody in like this one's podcast that, land? If you want to get on his good side, mail, yeah. <laughs> mail him. A lot of mine, the ones Relentless. On there. Yeah, right? yeah. No, there's like uh, 80% of them are difficult ones. What's the most find. obscure one? Not to get too far off here, but what's the most obscure one oh, that you would. I know you almost thought you found one in this Ocala. Ones, Remember? Like this, this certain, you had one that you brought to oh, the Gridlock. counter. Gridlocked was a hard one. And it didn't have find. the disc in the. But there's thing. ones like, oh, move, yeah. like Moving Violations is a hard one to yes, find. There's a lot God, of horror that, ones. Is like that Dana uh, Carvey? Uh, no, no, it's uh, it's Bill Murray's brother. brother. Yeah. It's Bill Murray's brother. It's a oh, really difficult okay. one to yeah. find. But even like Bad Dreams was and that horror movie with the cult leader that would visit. It was very Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but remember the whole house they drank like the Kool Aid oh, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, they burned yeah. the whole house. But he came back and was like uh, trying to take out Chainsaw from Summer School was in it. That's and, true. Uh, so that's the type of stuff I'm. Uh, so <laughs> rare dog. ones, Beach man. Dog. Yeah. But this even one's like I. Uh, I still don't own Happy Gilmore. I but I own like 845. Yeah. That was one of the ones that I. I actually went to buy Happy Gilmore, and then when I got home and opened it, it had Billy Madison in it. I was like, ah, oh, oh, well, I love well, Billy. Madison. At least I got Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, I got Billy Madison. <laughs> so there's there's a ton. I'll have to go off on some of the ones uh, that are on my uh, my list of hard ones to get, but. Uh, yeah, let me look at it right now. I can tell you a couple of random ones that a lot of people people are waiting. So pick this <laughs> yeah. up. Even We're like, like Flight time. Night Two or the Hitcher or the Horror Show. Dude. Do you remember Horror Show I do with not. Lance Henriksen and Brian? Huh. Uh, that's the one where he's electrocuted and he kept coming back. Shock, yes. Shocker yes. was another one that Pumpkinhead. Uh, Alan Quartermain in the last scene. Uh, Gold was a difficult one to find. Space Camp. Uh, Cherry, Cherry 2000. Yeah, Do you remember Cherry 2000 with uh, with Melanie Griffith? Out. That was I had a hard crush one. on on uh, John Travolta's Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. Yeah. When I was in high school. So I got a ton of them on there. I could bore you with that one some other day. But <laughs> So Oscar, number eight. So number seven, this is another fantastic, fantastic gangster movie, and it's Hoffa. Hoffa. That was Directed good. by the great Danny DeVito. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize he directed it, and he starred in it, yeah, too. Yeah, I was say, he starred in yep. it, too. And Jack Nicholson played uh, James Riddle Hoffa. And he transformed himself, man. They, Iconic story. He looked just like him. Looked just like him. And they're doing another. They had a lot of pro- uh, I think prosthetics they're doing another on one and, recently. And, uh, and it, it's one of those ones that's such an interesting story that they every ten years or so they'll kind of rehash a little uh, Hoffa. Actually, the new uh, Scorsese movie that stars. Uh, De Niro and Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's coming back, man. Oh, nice. And uh, Al Pacino's playing Hoffa. And nice. I've seen pictures. Looks just fucking like Really? It's scary. Interesting. Uh, how great it's going to be. And, and there's I another association. That. It's about the informants. The Teamsters yep. and the mob together. Yeah. There's another element. Like yeah. I said, the dirty cops and the mob, the Teamsters. Yeah. And because, I mean, if you grew up in New York and some, and you put garbage on your curb, a mob's just picked that garbage yep. up every right. day for the last Absolutely. 25, right. 30 years. Yeah. they Because they just infiltrate contractual work jobs and then apply pressure to get like what they want so. right 
So half of you know, I watched this with my other brother, with uh, Matt, and he loved it. It's one of those movies that he really loved because we watched uh, up on uh, Mansfield when I was up there. Uh, and this took place in '92. I, I might have seen it before then, actually. I think I did see it in the theater. But if you're not familiar with Hoffer, he was the head of the Teamsters. But like Dave said, he's they were such enraptured with the uh, mobsters, and then this, the head of the mobster was uh, uh, Armand Asante. Who plays who is, a good mobster? He always does. plays a great really mobster, does. man. He, he really has got that intensity. He's on one of my. But this uh, this followed kind of the mysterious death of uh, Jimmy Hoffa. And hey, so been you're looking for that guy. That guy's been an anecdote for that very reason. Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. remember who played him in the movie? We we uh, we've Frank, talked about him. Whaley. Frank, Frank Whaley. And Frank Whaley. Yeah. Wally and yeah, he was great in this movie too because this movie had. And a, he was in it for like. Yep, six minutes maybe. Remember this also had uh, John C. Riley, yep. J.T. Walsh. Yep, and uh, it took place in the in the Danny DeVito was great in the past when Danny DeVito lost his job. Yep, in that scene where he lost the, his job, he came after him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I just lost my fucking job because of you. But then he he says, "Hey, meet me out here. I'll get you some work." And then uh, he became his right hand man yep. at that point. Hmm. But it takes place in the present, and you're kind of looking and it goes back over into twenty the past. years or something, right? So it takes place at the very beginning. It's got they're in the diner. it's got well they're in the parking lot of the waiting diner. waiting for Armand Asante's character to show up at the diner. And so every once in a while, if you're meeting a mob boss and they show up late. That means you need to get the fuck out. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. they keep jumping back in the past to, to show you what led them to this point, yeah, yeah. and they keep going back. And you got to see some great moments where Frank Wally's actually in the diner trying to get an axle fixed and everything and uh dane devito helps him out he says call this number he says and i'll get some uh, some teamster uh, love out here to help you out and everything and on the back of the card uh the business card says give this man whatever he needs james hoffa and then he was like this is actually from jimmy hoffa and he's like yeah and then at some point he was gushing over him for uh, he a was while gushing over him man and then he he says dane devito got him killed he, he <laughs> brought him out to the car at the end and that this was obviously danny devito's kind of interpretation interpretation because no one really knows what happened he's in, in giant Hoffa. stadium right, yeah he's in a pillar at giant stadium uh, that that's, was that's one of I've that was one of the rumors yeah. of that too that he's been in different places but, but every once in a while you'll see on the news yep, someone fight. will come forward and say oh they know where he is, and they, I think they excavated what, somebody's yard recently, That's what recently, the Scorsese right? movie is about. De Niro plays somebody that uh, claims to have no or did the killing for uh, of Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, nice. Man. And he was like one of the informants and stuff. Oh, so okay. It's going to be fantastic. I have not I've seen, even heard of this movie. Uh, no trailers out yet, but the images are out, and uh, it looks great. All those guys look old, man. Joe Pesci looks old, but he looks great. He's like the right hand. And I'm kind of waiting for those guys to get old, because they I, got silly yeah. a little bit after their yeah. initial... Yeah. Eight heads in a duffel bag. Yeah. Gone fishing. Don't say that movie. Uh, <laughs> I just remember eight, was it? Well, it's only 300 payments at 899 <laughs> <laughs> No, I, uh, when I was looking at trailers today, I saw, and I didn't watch it, but I saw that there is a uh, John Travolta Gotti movie yeah. coming out. Yeah, I saw yeah, the trailer for I it. I did see yeah. that one. And, and, and he, look, he I, looks a little bit like, I... Well, yeah. He is about. We'll talk about God. He has about to get the movies. He has to get. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, let's go back to Hoffa. So this was another person that people loved him. The working man loved, yeah. and he Hoffa did want to do good. Yeah, he he did. wanted to help the. Well, the problem with man. him is he was investing the dues. He was investing the uh, the which, Social Security fund, which they do freely now, and it's they legal. Do. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and he did it. Every pension it, fund has it, is a fund. The pension fund. That's what it was. It's, yeah. It's traded. They trade funds on Wall Street. Like, and I completely believe him when he was like, in, everything I did was in the kind of, uh, in the realm to help 
the yeah. Teamsters. And he really wanted to help these people. And he would be right down there with the strikes. And you got to see a lot of the great scenes where they were fighting each other. The uh, the workers and the uh, the upper uh, echelon I, were fighting each other in the riots and everything. When I worked at Almax, yeah. I was in the union. Yeah. That's the only union job I ever had. was yeah. 18 years old. Mm. Minimum Project, wage. Project I, had it minimum too. wage was 320 Oh, and I started dudes. it like seven dollars. Oh shit! At a senior in high school. Oh wow! Because dad knew somebody who knew somebody yep. and made a call. But I remember we had a shop steward yep. that we could mm-hmm. give grievances to, oh, yeah. it's awesome. and they had to give a certain amount of time off or a certain amount of hours. And yeah, it was pretty. And most people drawn that are together. In, well. Most people are in a union like being in the union because they take care they of get, you. You get more right. wages than you get like twenty percent, I think, on average. Yep. And you can't pay. get screwed over, mm-hmm. or you can't get fired for no reason whatsoever. But there's a lot of downsides to unions. There, there is, there is. But I think there's a lot of great stuff about it. Just to it mention, uh, if you ask like, labor yeah. or management, that's who you're asking. Like really. Do you have uh, <laughs> any particular scene? from Hoffa that you may like there's one that I really like I mean the, when they're hunting the, oh, he, when they're they're going over and this is what really brought Hoffa down is they t- they took John C. Riley, who is kind of he meant well but he was a friggin idiot and they took his, plays they p- took really his hunting right. license <laughs> remember they took his hunting license on and uh, Jimmy Hoffa and Armand Asante literally wrote on the back of the license of how they were going to break down the pension fund dealing with the, uh, giving it to the mafia to make yeah, money yeah. for everybody else. Uh-huh. But while they're doing that, uh, they're out there hunting. But they're not even hunting deer. They're hunting tar- They're just shooting targets. Mm-hmm. So they're out there with their guns, but they stop in the middle of the whole thing to talk about the pension fund. Right. And uh, Danny DeVito sees a deer walk out and everything and so while they're in the middle of talking he takes his revolver out and bum 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 shoots the deer, <laughs> you shoot deer and, everything. With a revolver. and everyone no, freaks right? out and everything in this this silence and then so what I was talking about and he goes back <laughs> to the but that comes down to it I, I love the great scene where they're trying to flip people remember they're at the bar and, uh, and Danny DeVito is uh is talking to people about uh, uh, old stories, and he's talking about that Billy Flynn story where he, where they torched that place, and oh. got burned up, and everything. Yeah. And uh, but he goes in the bathroom, and uh, and he realizes he's like, hey, you know, they got people flipping. This guy's talking to Danny DeVito while he's taking a piss, and he's like, you know, they're flipping people. And he's and Danny DeVito looks over me, he says, who do you work for? And he's like, you want me to turn on Jimmy Hoffa? And he just keeps laughing. And laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me to give up Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah. Oh, man, there were so many great scenes in this movie. So intense. Yeah. Really, really I, great I, stuff. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I remember watching it. I remember it was a great movie. Yeah. The, the thing that I think I remember most is, you know, uh, I think at the end where they shoot yeah. him and put him in the back of that yeah. green car. Just and toss just him and then drive, that, and that's drive probably, that car you know into what? the it's semi. Pro- yeah. They drive it right up that ramp. And it's probably and exactly yep. in probably the way is it what happened. happened. It is. True. Just, I, I thought it was a pretty good interpretation because, like you said. And I'm sure Dane DeVito listened to all sides when oh, trying yeah. to figure out. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. Jack yeah. Nicholson, man, he was so phenomenal. He Jack great, Nicholson yeah. probably And, and there were times where you forgot. He's got a lot of was great. He didn't play. He played that role very on Jim Jack Nicholson. Man, one of my yeah, other did. favorite scenes is they got a really great guy, the guy from Rising Sun, and he was in, uh, was he in Sleeping with the Enemy? He was like the good guy in Sleeping with the Enemy that she eventually went with. He was the one who played Robert Kennedy. Oh, yeah, And yeah, remember yeah, yeah. the scene where Nick, uh, Hoffa Nicholson went into the thing, and he was, and he just went off him. He's like, fuck you and fuck your brother. <laughs> and he's like, what did you say? What did you say about my brother? That, that guy did a really great Robert Kennedy impression. And a lot of people can do Ken- good Kennedy impressions, both Robert and John. And this guy was one of the best uh, Kennedy. Because he was wicked, head of the Senate committee. Wicked hot accent. Yeah. <laughs> that's, he says, that's, that's when he got a lot of uh, clout 
uh, because that was in the uh, hearings where he was like, uh, if Jimmy Hoffa gets uh, accredited to this, I will ju- I will personally jump from the Capitol Dome. And that's when uh, Hoffa's like, hey, I'm getting off. And then Robert Kennedy can jump from the Capitol Dome or any other building he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Here's another movie I know uh, we're, we're all fans of, too. This is 1993, directed by the great Robert De Niro, is A Bronx Tale. Oh, yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about Bronx Tale, man? Of all of these on the list, this one's probably my favorite. Really? What is yeah. the awesome. what's yeah. who played the kid? I, I don't know. I just because he's not is super Colosian. famous. Oh, he was in prison. He was in prison for ten years. Just was got out really? two years ago. Oh really? Yeah, yep. Shot a uh, his he was involved in a robbery. Uh, and someone else shot somebody. Well, him and his friends were robbing uh, were robbing a I don't know if it was a business or something. And a undercover cop came uh came up to him and his friend shot and killed the cop holy shit and so he was with him the friend got committed uh or got convicted for murder. life with no 40 parole. Year, 40 yeah. years no oh, parole but, but, the, if you're, but he was, if a commission was of a crime a murder happens you Ugh. get charged with the murder he yeah. probably gave him a deal cut him a deal so he yeah. was in, he was in prison for yeah. 10 years just got out like two years ago but wow. i remember him from renaissance tale too bring it on remember yeah, he was right? from renaissance man and he was also from crimson tide he was the one that had to Who was he, in crimson he was the tide? one that tried to get had to get the radio working remember oh, denzel's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's like you watch uh, enterprise he says you are scotty and you got to get the uh thing working <laughs> yeah. and everything so that was the only two things but he looked like a young de niro he oh, did yeah, just he, did. he looked yeah. exactly i can't like remember his name but uh yeah, yeah and i'm sure that's probably why they cast him because because he had I played saw, his son, right? No, yeah, Robert yeah. De Niro. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It was a mafia movie, and Robert De Niro plays the, the bus-driving, yeah. upstanding guy. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about it. Your favorite movie. Oh, I, no, no. It's fine, dude. No, go, go for ahead. it. Go for it, man. Um, but, yeah, no. I mean, so it's basically a story of, you know, these group of kids growing up in the Bronx, and, uh, like, their interactions with the local neighborhood uh Mob boss. And you saw and him from as a real young kid. Yeah, yeah. All the way to when he was older. He started off running numbers, didn't he? Yep. Um, and he, he had... he. No, I'm thinking of Harlem. That's Bikes, how they get which you. should have made the list. <laughs> um, Can't and, put everything on there. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so anyways, he starts interacting with uh, Sonny. And Remember, he, he as a young kid, he saw Sonny come up and shoot somebody on the shoot street. Shoot that guy that was hitting oh, his car. Yeah, he was like right. breaking his car windows and stuff. Yeah, well, he started right. punching his man that was driving and everything. And then Chaz came right over and shot his ass right in front of De Niro's kid on the street. Right. And that was that great scene where he goes up and uh, and the cops drag him downstairs and show him all the guys on the street. And says, is this guy the guy who did it? Is this guy who did it? And then he uh, he looked right at Chaz Palminteri. He says, "No, that wasn't the guy." Right. And then, as his dad's dragging him up the stairs, he says, "I did good, Dad. I didn't rat. I didn't yeah. rat." He says, "Yeah, you did a good thing for a bad man." Right. And it was yeah, a exactly. great line from it too. Yeah, no, and that's you know, and that's the other thing is you know, I love uh, Robert De Niro's you know theory on life. The yeah. saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You know, and like so, it, it's just this. You know, to me, it was like a a, a coming of age mob movie yeah. where you had to make the decision like what am I going to be What? who am I going to be how am I going to act but you it's know? the same story it's like it's, but even with like gangs it's like if I go the straight and narrow I work a 9 to 5 hump job and get paid menial wages or I can have this exciting life where people yeah they think they care for them, but they right. probably don't. And yeah. it's really sad, I mean, because his dad is a really great guy, yeah, man. Absolutely. And he is busting his hump trying to get pay for things for his son, pay uh contribute to his uh uh to his family and everything and just do the right thing. Yeah. And his his son didn't see it. His son right. did not see that this way. He did not have the respect for his father that he did for Sonny. Yeah. Uh, played by Chaz Palmentari, who was phenomenal in this movie. And this was like 
But this movie was 93 in Oscar. It was 91. So we went from that meathead guy to being like that head mobster who was right. scary as he hell. He played a lot of mob. He was in a lot of mob movies. Yep. And yeah. he had that great scene where De Niro went into the bar and yeah. actually confronted mm-hmm. him and said, he is, he's like, a, uh, Chaz is like, I treat him like a son. He says, he's yeah. not your son. He's yeah, my son. Exactly. Yeah. He says, you stay yeah. away from me. He says, I know who you are and I'm not going to uh, cause any problems here or anything. But, uh, but you got to stay away can, from my son. Yeah. Takes a lot of balls to walk into the mafia. Fuck guy. Yeah. yeah. Especially like in his, his restaurant with yeah. all the people he's surrounded yeah. by and everything. And, um, you know, and also like the, the love story between him and the girl that lives, you know, in like the black part of town yeah. and, um, you know, and then his friends and they come through with the Molotov cocktails yeah. and, you know, and you lo- could tell that he's just, he's just, he's going down that wrong path, man. Yeah. You, you could see it happening. Yep. Everything but, his dad warned him about, he's going the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. And, but isn't that a theme of life for a lot of people? Yeah. yeah no. And well, and that's what I mean. This the direction like you get pushed in story. is a, is like you push against them. So this you're rebelling a, your teenager. <clears throat> this was an interesting movie that like, it was like six months ago. I got a text from mom that said, I just watched the Bronx tale for the first time. This is an amazing movie. <laughs> oh, wow, I said, yeah. I'm surprised you hadn't seen it. I said, yeah, no, this and is a great movie. And she stays up on her movies yeah, too. And she loves gangster movies too. Oh, yeah. We watched movies, movies back movies. Uh, back in the day. They were, they were like a big part of I think of there's a couple up. on here that oh, she yeah, really liked. That she like, yeah, these top five that we're about to get into after Bronx Tale Man or to, are like the upper echelon of ones everyone will go to but Bronx Tale is one of those great kind of uh, moving tales that are a little bit different from the other mobster movies but has still those elements in the uh, in those movies that you kind of want when, yeah. you're, when you're looking for it and everything so it was phenomenal man. No it was great and I mean you know him emulating uh Sonny on the corner with the way he's talking with his hand, yeah. and then he's in the room talking like Sonny, you know. <laughs> you could tell early on that this he's he's got him, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even before he even has spoken to him, right? This guy he's grooming him for years and right. years, yeah, to be part of that lifestyle. And uh, you know, and I think most people have probably seen this movie, don't you? To talk about the ending, yeah, go ahead, yeah, you know, where I think it's a New Year's Eve party. I can't remember. I can't or remember even what before that, that remember the scene with the bikers in the bar. Oh yeah, where the you know the bikers come in and they yeah. ask them respectfully to leave, yeah. and the, and he even says he's like, "We ask you to leave." Yeah. Now you can't leave. Yeah, yeah. You know what I uh, mean? And they're like, they all look at each scene, other. Man. Yeah, they all look at each other like, "Oh shit, we might have fucked up." Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they beat the fuck out of them yeah. and drag them out, kick the bikes over, and you know, uh, and that I mean, shit, that's some gangster shit, yeah. you know. But then at the end, it's the New, Year v- New Year's Eve party, and Sonny's in the crowd, and uh, C sees him, and he also sees the guy coming to see him, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he's trying to warn him, he's trying to get there, but it's so loud, it's a New Year's Eve party, and he's screaming at him, screaming at him, and he just, he looks at him and gives him the kind of wave, mm-hmm. and then looks away, and then slow motion, guy just walks up, Bum. boom, and then everything's back to real speed, and everybody's screaming, and there he is, he's dead, and, and then, you know... It, He's the only one trying to help him, and they're trying to, you know, save him. And then at the end, uh, you know, after that, they they have the funeral, and there's all the flowers, you know. And then earlier in the movie, he was talking about how, like, that's how everybody was supposedly showed respect. But nobody cared, you know what I mean? Nobody really cared. They just... Whoever sent the biggest arrangement. Would you love, you know? rather be feared or loved? That's what movie this was from. Yeah. yeah. And w- what's interesting is how this parallels that actor's uh, real life. You know, I mean, he had everything. He was phenomenal in this mm-hmm. movie. 
and the world was his oyster. And just like uh, his character from the movie, he went down that wrong path and was involved in that robbery, and it fucked his life up. Yeah. Some people get drawn to the dark side. Yeah. From he just happened to be a in the break wrong from place. everyday life. The other thing, and and I actually, no one's ever done it. But the other thing is, is when he gets ready to go on the date and he borrows Sonny's car. Yeah. And uh, Sonny tells him, you know, he's like, you're only going to get three great loves in your life. And he <laughs> tells him about the test where you hold the door open, but your door is locked. Yeah. And if she reaches across the car to unlock your great, door for great you, moment too, she's yeah. a keeper. And that's always been, you know how girls have their test. Yeah. That's always been my test. That's funny. Nobody's ever passed. <laughs> <laughs> That's that reminds me of the uh, the scene of randomly not a uh, gangster movie, but the scene from Singles where they were like, "I just want somebody that says God bless you when I sneeze." <laughs> and she was with remember Richard Fonda's like sneezing in front of yeah, Matt yeah. Dillon. He doesn't say a fucking word. Oh that. yeah, it was <laughs> one of those similar moments. So man, but Bronx yeah. Tale was such a great movie. Yeah, man. that was one of my favorites. So this next one, and speaking of uh, John Gotti, the uh, the Teflon uh, Don here is expertly played 1996 directed by uh, Robert Harmon who I'm I'm not sure what any of his other flicks that he has done but this was so amazingly well played by Armand Asante and this was an HBO movie and we actually mirrored the opening scene in one of our movies did uh, we yep in the scene from Silent, uh, Dove? Silent Dove where uh I bet Johnny... ours was more exp- exploitive <laughs> well <laughs> no that scene where Johnny that shadowy scene where Johnny's smoking the cigar talking about uh, the oh yeah, that yeah. Okay, long that dialogue scene. that I made up uh, about uh, that Jimmy Legs guy and how he's uh, yeah. uh, respect and all that and that was kind of uh, and remember you hear voices in the background but you never see anyone except for Armand Asante in their movie they do a dolly shot that eventually works around we kept it kind of static on uh, the side of Johnny's face. Johnny was Johnny was a good game two, two, cu- two scenes man he did that thing and almost killed his uh, throat because of all the cigar smoke we had oh, him doing yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything but that's <laughs> that how the office movie... that Terry yeah. Bale was yeah. pretty phenomenal that, uh, that movie starred almost everyone from The Sopranos it starred Junior it starred Polly Walnuts it had uh, uh, Big Pussy it had everyone well there was people doing the rounds yeah there was a yeah. point in time where if it was a gangster movie you yeah, had every like, Italian you was had, in there you, well yeah and you all Dennis Freda would show up and then, yeah <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. No, I'm just <laughs> the Hulk uh, was there. <laughs> Gotti was such a great movie, man. It's one of the ones I, I go back and I watch uh, regularly, mm. and uh, and he plays it great, great because these guys stuck. He's narcissistic. Yeah, and I, I don't. I, I know they're making this new one with Travolta, but fuck Travolta, man. I, yeah. I give it you shit heard out. it here first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Two episodes, two episodes ago, you called him a candy ass so. <laughs> or something like that. It was like an ass clown. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> he will not be on this pod, unfortunately, I'm sure. Uh, but he played him so well, man. He lives down the street from uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> but he had... Uh, Literally. <laughs> it had so many great moments in this uh, movie where he uh, it showed you not to talk on the wire, man. And remember, he this was the constant uh, thing where he didn't want people to get into the dope game, and he didn't want to be people to talk on uh, any place that w- could have been possibly wired. I and mean, they, he was they all right. Did it? Yeah, he's right. That's yeah. the downfall right. of of any RICO investigation is they just get one person and flip them, and then that person taps someone else and flips them, and yep. the whole thing crumbles. It, it was a great uh, movie that showed the grind. You know, not as well as there's movie, another one coming. Not up. as well as the movie that comes okay. up uh, soon that really showed the grind of being a gangster. Yeah, I know exactly life. what scene you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Too. Oh yeah, man. 
And uh, but Gaudy man, it's such a fantastic movie, and it's also another one of those that I've ra- uh, rarely come across. But if you come across it, it, it shows the great life of uh, John Gotti and uh, and the great, mistakes, like I mean, a great showing of the life. Because well, he had the ups and downs, you know. He, he, he had it uh, all the way up until he didn't have it until <laughs> people were talking on the on the wire, and the yeah. uh, the feds kind of got uh, got over on him, and then he ended up going to prison. He died. He died prison? in prison, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's done. Yeah, but he. His son even got in trouble uh, son years took over. later. His son took over and got in trouble just like his dad. I mean, that's the cat and mouse game of that, to being a gangster. It's like the reason why it's exciting is you're one step away from everything in your life coming to an end. And having that knowledge probably allows you to live differently. If you thought your life could end as you knew it, oh, yeah. not physically, but sometimes physically, yeah. I mean, you live life a little different. Probably, yeah. yeah. And... All right, so let's move on to number four, and this is an interesting movie here because this was one of the ones when we when we were initially going to do this as our five favorite, like we normally do. We all had it on our list. Yeah, and this is uh, Ridley Scott's, who's an amazing director. Uh, some of my favorite movies: Alien, Blade Runner, done by Ridley Scott, and this is 2007's American Gangster. Such oh, yeah. a great movie. Frank Lucas. Yes, and this uh, is my this is this is my favorite. It surprises people when I say that too. It's one of my favorite movies. Nice. Oh, it's a great movie. Well, go for it. Tell tell us a little bit about uh, Frank Lucas and American. So Frank Gangster. Lucas worked for was it Bumpy Johnson? Yes, yep. it was is. that the original played by Clarence. <laughs> Plays by Clarence, Clarence Williams, Williams, Williams the third. The third Mob Squad. <laughs> basically, Tales like from the hood. told him the code of how things should be. Like you're going to operate like. Be a man. Take care of your. Take care of the people the, you're supposed to take care. Take care of, of the city. Take care of the city. Be a, an ambassador as much. Remember, he used to give out the the turkeys. The turkeys, and I, but yeah. I had heard that the other monsters had done stuff yeah. like that before. Yeah. So Bumpy dies, and if you have the hearts of the town, you, yeah, you got it all, man. Right. And yeah. like we said it earlier, if you win the public with the cartels, they won the public, and they they gave a lot a, a lot more latitude for yeah. them to operate. Right. But uh, Bumpy Johnson dies. She mentioned some of the other actors and characters. Oh, in this. I- Ibris Elba. El- Ibris Elba playing a scumbag, man. <laughs> he played a scumbag. Not, not Leg- as much of a scumbag John as John Leguizamo. As, uh, no, that was not uh, John Leguizamo. Way. Uh, James Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. He was a scumbag. Oh, he was a scumbag. 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 He was the cop, and he? Russell Crowe was. Russell Crowe was awesome. Crow, yeah. Russell, he, was a, he was the special investigator. Remember he pulled Denzel Washington over on his wedding day? Like, yeah. they were in the tux. That was Brolin, yeah. And he dragged him out. He's like... See my badge? It says special. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the movie I was talking about earlier on where I said I was actually rooting for Russell Crowe in this uh, movie. I was not rooting for Denzel Washington, man. I wanted Denzel Washington to go down. Yep. I really Well, was the great, fast forward to the end, the great part about that whole movie, and they didn't, I went and read about more beyond what the movie showed. Yeah. But after they got, got, Frank Lucas, yeah. he went and worked. Yep. They became for, and they became good friends. friends. Him and Russell Crowe. And they helped him put away it was a more ton of, of people. It turned really. out at the end it turned more about the the corruption in the police, yeah, in the police department than it did about the yeah. gangsters. Oh, wow. Because he would show because photos. Frank Lucas knew everything. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I gave him money. I paid this guy off. Yeah. I paid this guy off. Yeah. He was telling he's like what it was his, his 
Uh, well, remember Russell Crowe at the beginning, and it, it showed how much of a straight-laced copy was that they found a million dollars, nine hundred thousand dollars in the back of the yeah. trunk. And, and Stacy and, no, and his who buddy, was the, who was his boss, the uh, cop, well, his partner, uh, the guy from uh, Buffalo Bill, the yeah, guy Buffalo from Silence of the Lambs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ted Levine. Yep. Mm. Ted Levine played his boss, and remember, even his partner, who was the guy who played Carlito's uh, nephew, remember uh, uh, Carlito's nephew in Carlito's way, played his partner. Who said you you can't give this money back? You can't oh, be, give this money back, man. Isn't this wasn't there a subline? Russell Crowe, his brother-in-law was in the mob. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, tried yeah, to right. bribe him through that way. Yeah. He's like, we met Burt Reynolds at this ski resort up yeah. in Colorado. Look at this house. It's got this. He's like, it's your house. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, this house. It's your house. Right. Like, yeah. are you bribing me right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. <laughs> and he could not be, uh, cannot be taken, yeah. you know. Which is Russell a tough Crow. thing. I mean, yeah. you're, oh, yeah. what was the cop movie where? Serpico. Serpico. You're relegated. You prob- might as well just go work, you know, IBD. You, you don't have like, the uh, trust of your fellow officers. Yeah, they're and when not you don't have that, you. they're not going to have right. you back either. Yeah. Remember yeah. that guy called him when he was in the projects shooting up dope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Russell Crowe had to show up, and they had that great scene they where... They took him out. Or, yeah, where, they, they took him out with a dead guy. They oh, said, yeah. pop his eyes yeah. open. Pop, pop his him eyes up. Yeah. Put a bag in him. They yeah. were like, he's dead. And he was like, they don't know that. And that's yeah. the only way we're going to get out of here yeah, is if we drag you out And That was funny, because that scene made me realize, I'm sure that's happened. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. All the dirty cops going in the project to rip people off. Yeah, having shit well, you go should wrong. Talk about how uh, you how, should talk about. Well, Frank, it. <laughs> Frank Lucas, how he got his, uh, how he cut out the middleman, and he, this was during yeah, the Vietnam during the Vietnam War. War. Right. He had a buddy that was and that it had, was that scumbag from Deep Cover. Yep, <laughs> it, it, that had started a bar in Saigon. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he was, a, he got out of the military. It was his cousin, he, yeah, like distant cousin, distant cousin. Like yeah. he did his tour and left the military. Cousin but of his stayed like, there. ex-wife. That's it, right. So they were connected, but it was far enough removed that so no one would see it. His his scheme his strategy to dominate the heroin market was instead of buying a bulk heroin in the u.s that's been stepped on and stepped right. on and stepped on yeah he's he's like well i want to go where you, they get it yeah so he goes to vietnam literally on a they mule put him on a little through boat the poppy fields through, and he goes right to the generals because during the vietnam war to fund the the north korea to fund air america had to yeah. sell drugs they had to so yeah, had real deal, Air America, man. And, yeah. and heroin. And, uh, and that guy that was, he was from uh, The Corrupter. Remember The Corrupter with Marky, Mark Wahlberg? It was the Asian guy that played The Corrupter in that movie. He was the guy that sold him all that heroin. But who huh. was the guy that played the other drug dealer? Oh, it was Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, Cuba. Yep. He was great in this movie. Yep. And there was like, you can call it blue perp, blue oh, yeah, yeah. lipstick. Yeah. Is you can't call there. it blue magic. Yeah. 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 yeah, you can't call it blue. It's like, this has got brand recognition. He's like, yeah. He understood he, it as a business. Right. And Cuba didn't. He was and like, Cuba when didn't. I buy a car, I can paint the car. I can do the, yeah. anything I, can do I want that. to He's like, car. no, it doesn't work. You don't have to step on it. That's how good this is. We're all going to make yeah. money. We're all going to get up on top of this. And remember, he brought his whole family. Uh, uh, Lucas, remember, he brought the guy from 12 Years a Slave who, who became my, huge in 12 my, Years a Slave. My favorite part of the movie is when Russell Crowe has to track the money. Remember, he was doing an undercover buy. Yeah. And the, and the guy took the money and he had to fall in the car. Mm. And he went into the diner. And the guy was giving the money to um, Josh Brolin and his crew. And he, like, stops him on the street. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, yeah, officers, I, I think you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one guy's like, oh, man, I almost thought I had a Chris Craft in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and he told him, he says, those yeah, bills are marked. Next time you come over that yeah. bridge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't do But he tells him, he says, those bills are marked. Remember, yeah. he ends up putting a crew yeah. together with mm-hmm. John Hawks. Remember yeah. John and Hawks Rizza. was there? And Rizza. Rizza yeah. was amazing. He's like, how many then? people don't heard about me not taking the money and don't trust me? And yeah. they all raised their hand. Well, we should mention 
Yeah, Rizzo. Yeah. He yeah. was awesome. He was so yeah, no, he good. Was that. Great, was that? Dude. I see. Yeah. I had no idea that was him. He did all the great music think, in Ghost Dog. I think which one of his. I think one of his brother was was the guy from the the Twelve Years a Slave was one of them. No, the train. TV show. God, I cannot Train TV anything. show. The th- oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Common. Common. Common, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, uh, he was yeah, one yeah. of them, too. I know the words to say to get him to remember, but I just can't remember. <laughs> Hell on Wheels, man. Yeah. Awesome fucking series, man. And Common was so good in that. And Love Frank Common. Lucas, like, there was remember, a great scene where he brought all his brothers up, but yeah, uh, leading up to, he took what, his brothers diner, out to breakfast. To breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. And Shot why you would do this? Brothers, of man. Ibis. No, remember? He, Idris, yeah. He go. Ibis had came into the diner earlier and said he had to pay a tax. Yeah, because he took over Bumpy's property. But he's like, no, I'm not paying you no tax. Right. He's like, cause he right. said I'll pay you something, but you're not being fair. Yeah. And so he meets him later on, and with well, right his brother, yeah, puts empties, a gun right up. He's the sugar thing right yeah. on the table, and then puts takes a gun the to his head. And says, I'm going to shoot you right here. And there was like... Because you're going to shoot me in front of all these people? He yeah. didn't believe it. Boom. Boom. And it was quick, Right dude. in front of all like, his brothers. Didn't, there was no hesitance. There yeah. was nothing. His brothers had no ha- idea that he was... That he was that, even a murderer. I mean, even yeah, a gangster. gangster. Let I mean, they murder. knew he was into something. Because remember, they brought that house for, right, uh, the, for the, the, woman, the woman from the stand. That That's was, right. That was That's the old the one from the, the stand. Remember, she's like, whose house is that? That's, That's your house, mama. My house. Such a great flick, man. And you should mention how he got that. How he got the dope into the country from from being the, he put it in uh, caskets, caskets, put it yeah. under the and dead had, bodies, and would give fifty grand each to the MPs that were dropping the casket off. Yep. Shit got difficult, right? Remember the Vietnam War ended, Started and they were like, end. and they were like, "How are you going to get this in now?" Yep. So he brought one like, big load back yeah. in, and uh, they knew it was, and they knew it knew was he coming. Was Someone told them what plane those, it was going to be on, and followed yeah. the money. You know, it was very, very. That's when you get greedies when you get caught. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. but he couldn't do it anymore. Fantastic movie based on a true story, man. Uh, American Gangster. Yeah. So now the movie number three. Oh, you, you got another what, point. Go for one, it. I, I love Absolutely. This. So the uh, the guy's name was Bumpy Johnson. Yeah. Uh, whenever I'm fishing out in Cedar Key and I got a catfish on the line, I always call him Bumpy Johnson. Interesting. Because when, they, <laughs> when they're on the uh, when they're oh, on yeah, the line, the they go like yeah, this. Yeah. So I, I always call him Bumpy, Bumpy Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But this number th- three movie here. Speaking about grind, this is the movie we yeah. talk about. This is probably the most realistic of how it really is. One of my favorite roles from this guy. We saw this in the movie theater. Me and Dave saw it in the movie theater, and we got out of that theater, and we were like, that's probably one of the best gangster and most yeah. realistic gangster yeah. movies you've ever seen. And mm. that is 1997's Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Also, Johnny Depp. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Al Pacino. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. Al Pacino. Yeah. Their relationship was... One of the if you had to name relationships on yep. on film developing, yeah, they had such a great relationship on them. I felt so bad. Uh, this had so many great movements that was not touched on in other gangster movies, like when them uh, like he's beating. Uh, yeah, he's when beating I think open, of this movie, I think when of him, he's trying to open yeah, the, uh, the the parking parking meter. He sawed off a bunch of parking meters. Like this is how much they had to make their weight each month. Yeah, yeah, down to coins. And Jesus. Michael Madsen played uh, Sonny Red or Sonny, Sonny Black. Black. Because Sonny Black, I think Sonny Black died and Sonny Red took over. It was one or the other. Uh, Michael Madsen played one of them. I think he, he got moved, Sonny Black. He got moved up and you thought it was going to be kind of uh, Pacino and he wasn't. Had that great scene where he brought him into, where he thought oh, he was going to get whacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beginning. thought he was getting whacked. Do you remember the scene? When they take him to the, the airport, I've into only, that airport I've hangar. I've seen yeah. it one time. And they, t- they hit the lights on and what's on the, in that room? The fucking Bengal tiger yeah. is in the, in the crate. And, and, and the tiger goes like, oh my God. And then Michael Madsen is like, you thought we thought we were going to kill you. I yeah. think they well, I think they were trying to make him seem like it was. He was like, oh, shit. he thought he was gonna get whacked. But that's weird. Like, I, I always heard that 
that sometimes gangsters knew they were gonna, when they were going to get whacked and they just accepted it. What yeah. was the one where where they asked him to slit his wrists in the tub? That's a famous case. Oh, that was uh, Godfather Two. Yeah, or when they were leading Abe Vigoda away. Like, yep, Godfather like, One. Like you know, there's a moment and they don't fight it. Yeah. And he in Al Pacino. And, and occasionally, yeah, and and occasionally say, you're wrong. Like when Jesse Plemons thought he was going to get clipped in uh, Black Mass, very similar to yep. this. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? Oh no, I was, I, I was just going to talk about it at the end. Yeah, you know where. Uh, I mean, I don't need to go into it now. No, when, he, when, go for it. The, when there's so many great moments, in this we jump story. around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of the moments where you kind of uh, take for granted when you're thinking about these uh, these lives and the people that are behind this, in uh, Sunny, and I think of. Uh, what was Pacino's character's name in this? I can't remember his name. Um, it was it no, it wasn't Sunny. Uh, but it was Sunny. Uh, no, because it was Sunny Black and Sunny Red, and those were the two main guys. Or, okay. Uh, but remember it, him just sitting at home in his tracksuit watching yeah. the Wildlife Channel, and uh, his his wife taking care of him. And remember the scene he gives where, him a envelope with money, and then he turns around and, and gives a- him the ask same for money. envelope. Says, you, got, yeah. you got some money I can borrow? Yeah. yeah just, just give me all this money back. <laughs> <laughs> or like when he knows, like you said, when he knows he's going to get clipped, and he's yeah. taking his Rings watch off. and his ring yeah. and his yeah. thing, and, and that's he leaves, a point he leaves it open just slightly so he knows his wife will find it right when he knows he's gonna end up getting killed yeah but. well and he and he says you know if donnie calls you know tell him that i said if it was gonna be anybody i'm glad yeah. it was you yeah and we haven't mentioned it too. because uh i mean uh but uh johnny depp's character was a police informant yep. yeah and they don't really go into it uh until famous a guy wrote a book it. too he's been on the yep. interviews i've seen real interviews and hash played his wife and it ruined his fucking marriage man i would imagine that yep. almost every undercover officer yeah, has you can't have relationship that. problems how yeah. the hell can you do that you yeah. can't do that i, I mean, mean and the, not if you want to have a family he, he went yeah. right through the the ranks with him remember the the whole discussion this is a friend of ours this yeah is a friend this of a yours fo- mm-hmm. and when he introduced him he said forget about it yeah. what's a forget about it mean oh what's his paul giamatti was on this movie uh yeah he was one of the that guys, it was, that was Bruno Kirby. No, Giamatti. Paul Giamatti was on. Oh this yeah, yeah. Movie. He was the. Uh, he was one of the was, tech guys. He was, was one of the tech guys listening. Yeah, in. yeah. Really <laughs> early on, I love Bruno Kirby in it. One of the most disturbing scenes in the movie is when, oh. when they're in the basement, and uh, and that's another thing about mob movies. When they when they kill you, yep. it's your best friend that yep. does it. It's your oh, best know, friend right. who does yeah. it. And Bruno Kirby gets clipped in the in the basement and uh, with the other people. Uh, remember, they go in there and they have the shot shotguns and they kill Sonny Black and, and his they crew. Were, and it was funny because when they were coming down the stairs, they were yep. bragging about how they were gonna. Yep, and they're chopping up the them. bodies right oh, before yeah. they start chopping up the bodies. De Niro or uh, Pacino comes up behind Bruno Kirby and just shoots him in the head. Uh, in mid sentence. In mid sentence, and Jesus. then he gets his body chopped up with everyone else. But you get to see uh, uh, Depp like because he was because they caught him in bodies, Florida. Man. Remember, he was selling drugs. Yep. when he wasn't supposed to be selling. drugs. Oh, remember when they they thought they had that over oh. on Sunny Black, and then he shows up in Florida. Yeah, and he says, oh, at you the, started our at club the nightclub. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, God, because he was so bad. It, it was such it was, a great, it was a great, great fantastic. Uh, yeah, I uh, definitely need movie, to see man. it again. It's it's so it does not disappoint. It's and it's it really holds up like we said. Solid. A lot of these glamorize like the life and everything, but you don't really get to see how much you it feel really, bad for uh, for, for um, Pacino Pacino's character, really. and you watched him kill people, yep. right? And you still felt really yeah. really bad for this yeah. guy. He was well, very I, endearing. I saw um, online that there's like still. A five hundred thousand dollar contract oh, yeah. on uh, oh on, uh, on, uh, on, on Roscoe's character yeah, yeah 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 crazy all right so number two we've got the great Brian De Palma man and it's got Brian De Palma written all over Brian De Palma has certain cinematography uh, elements that he uses in a lot of his movies and a lot of it was used in this movie 1987's The Untouchables great oh yeah great fantastic movie. movie 
De Niro, once again, De Niro rules these movies, man. I mean, a, a quarter of these movies are Pacino or De Niro because they know how to play these characters and they play them really well. Yeah. Yeah. He so played great. Al Pacino yes, in this. Was. So, yeah, let's name off some of the characters. We got, uh, we got Kevin Connery, Connery, Sean Connery, uh, Andy Garcia, Al Pacino, uh, uh, Charles Andy Martin Garcia. Smith playing the uh, yeah, the, the bookkeeper. Uh, no, the uh, the kind of the guy that got to join him. Uh, yeah, he was an accountant. One of my right. favorite. I asked him. He's like, "Get a badge. You carry a gun." One of my favorite scenes is when they're recruiting Andy Garcia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All, no, that's all we need is one thief and walk on the team. Is one more stinking thief and walk. What did he's you just, say, you stupid Irish? Pig. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. He pulls the gun yeah, yeah me too. He pulls the gun on him. Yeah. He's, oh, I like him. He was a sharpshooter, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. He was hey, really. He's like, bring the two best consistent shots when they bring this other guy and he starts stuttering. He says, what, what are you here for? I'm well, to protect the property and. Protect the property and. He all right. Yeah. He's the next uh, Einstein here. That was the next chief of police. Yeah, next chief of police. <laughs> and then we're, I love when he first meets Sean Connery and he's, uh, he was walking the beat. And he was like, hey, he's throwing trash. He's like, hey, you see the wastebasket? You throw it in there. He says, come on, I'm a treasury officer. He's like, okay. No, he's, he's, like, just, he's like, who would claim yeah, to claim, be that? That's what I'm saying. He's like, he's like, you didn't even check my badge or anything. Who would claim to be that who was not? Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to realize what the hell he was talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, mm-hmm. what kind of response is Had that? Had that great right. scene where they're uh, – uh, where they're with the Mounties, you know, and they're, oh, when yeah. they're that, that uh, scene where he's like stomping your feet <laughs> yeah. just to keep warm, and it was that great stuff, and it had that great scene where uh, they wanted the guy to talk. Yeah. What about it, you, fella? <laughs> he pulls up that guy that yeah. remember before that. Oh, he's as dead as Julius Caesar. Yeah, <laughs> but he, yeah. he props him up and puts the gun in his mouth and pretends that he's alive outside the window. Outside so, the window, so the so they would scare the hell out of the guy from Funny Farm. We try to get to decipher the ledger because oh, the, yeah. the guy who was. Uh, who they're trying to scare was a guy from Funny Farmer gets hooked in the back oh, of the neck right. with it, and he was like, "I'll tell you, I'll tell you whatever you want." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that scene in the train station oh, with the baby, the baby. That, that and they did a lot of slow mo. It's a very good slow mo. That yeah. is everything. De Palma Shot. is well at is in that scene where yeah. they slow mo it. We got the baby carriage and the carriage and that the clicking sound, yeah. and they had it echoing. Yeah. Clack. Yeah. Clack. Yeah. Just knowing Clack. that he had. Barely enough time to help that woman up there, but he knew he had to get her and the kid out of this area yeah. before shit went before shit went down. Yeah, and he didn't make it, and that thing flew down, and that slide that uh, yep. Andy oh, Garcia yeah. does. Yep. and he says, "You got him, I got him." Take boom. Him. Yep. <laughs> and there was some even great ancillary characters that um, Sean Connery's boss, the guy that tried to warn him not oh, yeah. to do that yep. and they had a fist fight in the oh, yeah, yeah. In the, oh, in the out in the alley, the alley, in the alley. and that was like good Irish cop uh, stuff like yeah. <laughs> this is how Irish cops settle things the yeah. death scene of Charles Martin Smith in the elevator oh. man so sad man and you didn't you knew because you had seen that guy's face before yeah. so as soon as you saw his face in the cop oh, uniform Frank Nitty, man. Yeah. The he guy had such Frank a Nitty. weird he was white he was but he had angles to his yep. face that Delta were just Delta Force 2 he was the bad he just guy had these Delta really Force harsh angles to his face he was in uh, 30 Days a Night every once in a while he'll pop up he's a really great character actor I can't remember his name but he played Frank Nitty he was the one that says your friend I like screaming like, like a stuck guy yeah. yeah. so, did he sound anything like this yeah. and threw him off the building yeah Probably one yeah. of the most intense scenes was uh, De Niro with the baseball bat. Baseball! And he yeah, walks that around that game, oh, walks yeah. around yeah. that table. And he's just boom to and the he's bat. talking about teamwork. Team. Team. Yeah. <laughs> and when a guy doesn't perform at the plate, what is he? A bum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, almost the reaction of the other guys at the table when he was like, oh my God. That yeah. sound that he, he used him. when he hit his 
the back of his and head. And they do that wide shot awesome. in that wide shot from and above. That was also Palma very, too. Also the, very De Palma. Doing the blood pools yeah. spilling yeah. out yeah. as the scenes yep. diffusing. Yeah, That's, if you go back and you watch like uh, Dress to Kill or you watch Carrie or uh, Scarface or any of those movies, it's got... Uh, very stylized. It's got very stylistic. De, uh, De Palma's very good at that. And uh, he, he took out all his uh, kind of tricks for, for the Untouchables. And that Fantastic scene with Sean Connery dies. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh, and he's crawling across the ground. But they, yeah. they, they like that was. He was like, oh, just like a thief, like a wop to bring a knife to, to a, a gunfight. Gun yeah. yeah. But it was only just to draw him outside of, yep. of the apartment. Yep. And you looked up, and he had the Tommy gun. Yep. And those Tommy guns, man. Oh, even when he's like with his last breath, oh. trying to tell uh, Costner, "What are you going to do about it?" Yeah, and gives him the name of the. That was a good. If you would do in dying, spe- dying last words, oh, that would be a good it was one. Because really yeah. he was like yeah. spitting blood up, and he was holding his. Holding his crucifix, not crucifix, rosary in his hand. Yeah, his rosary. Yeah. Did he say Racine was the thing that he was looking? Remember, he yeah, said Racine. Racine. Yeah. And then when he saw the matchbook, Kevin yeah. Costner saw the matchbook. Mm-hmm. He after his he told to him, he was going to eighteen eleven Racine yeah. or something. But he was yeah. going to let he was going to arrest the, the guy. guy. Yeah. No, he's you know I used to have a friend that lived at that address. Yeah. Yep. That's how he knew it, man. And at the end, when De Niro's going to jail, what is it that he says? You're nothing but another cop in a bed. Not talking about. Yeah, no, 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 but it was whatever. Always keep fighting until the fighting is yeah, done. Yeah, never stop fighting until, until the, the fighting is done. done. Here endeth the lesson. Yeah, here ends the lesson. And yeah, and I just remember Daniel going, You took what? that to heart? What? Oh, what? What'd you say? Whatever, whatever. You're nothing know, know, yeah. but a lot of talking about. Yeah. Kept screaming it as they're bringing him out. But the, God, this movie has so many great scenes because that scene where they broke in and like got his picture taken holding the umbrellas yep. and he went to Sean Connery he's like everybody knows where the booze is. Yeah. And just do you have the determination to go get it? Right. And they like walk through the post office. Yeah. Like into the back room of the post office. How do yep. you think he feels now? <laughs> Better or worse? <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts to that great yeah. scene where they're celebrating and they're eating. Yep. And they let that guy and they let him take, take a photo. And him, man. Yeah. Really good, really good stuff, man. All right, so the number one, and this is arguably would be there's probably five movies that would be on everyone's top uh, number one list if you were to go online and look at everyone's. Uh, favorite gangster movies like top five uh, top five and this one is probably my favorite of any gangster movie ever made uh and i assumed when we did our top five that it would be on uh, all of our lists justin sent his over and he had menace to us <laughs> he went he, he said he wanted to go gangsta and not gangster justin sent me four so i'm assuming his fifth one would have been exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't want to be cliche about it for christ's sake was ni- <laughs> 1990s martin scorsese's goodfellas man yeah oh my god david seen this before me i remember he, you had been up north and I had been in Port Charlotte, and you were like, take mom yeah. to see this movie. I knew you, you would warned like me. It. You were like, there's a lot of... It's, at this point, we were still coming out of the Christian school. And you there had was a to, lot of swears. You had to I was warn, worried you about had the swears more uh-huh. than the violence. Because yeah. right. I didn't know my mom didn't care. She read Stephen King growing up. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have but violence. this was next level. I, I don't... We could probably pull how many no, F we, words. I think are out we of it. knew at the time. I yeah. think there was like a hundred F words or oh, four hundred. I'll, I'll pull that up. Yeah. I'll mention it at the beginning of next pod. Yeah. How many F words? But it was really our first dollars. introduction to Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah. And God, he was so oh, good. Man. Yeah, he the, was. And the kick started his career and it never stopped. Yep. Yeah. And Still the, to this the day. arc, the story arc, of very this, similar to right like down, a from the from the part when he was in the store. 
in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then fast forward to him looking for helicopters out his window, yeah. all coked out. Yeah, and it was like, where has this guy's oh. life gone through? Yeah. One of the best opening scenes where they where they jump to the killing of Billy Bats in the, oh, in in the, the trunk, trunk yeah. where oh. they stab him in, with the thing in one of the That's, most vicious scenes when yeah. they stabbed him, and then it cuts to as long as back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster, and then yeah. boom, yep. yeah, it, it just went right into uh, it made, him as a little kid. It made Eric Clapton famous again. Oh, Falela. With yeah. Falela. Falela oh, is yeah. such a great uh, that, that song. That piano, that's one of those. The egg piano. That's exit. one of those seventy songs that disappears yeah. and then comes back later on. And and they never like, used the beginning of it. They no. only used the piano exit at that's the right. end of it. But that was huh. where they were finding all the bodies. They played that. Samuel uh, Jackson that was one of them. Yep. He played. Uh, he played stretch sta- uh, or stack. Stack. stacks. Stacks. Everyone always loves stacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he fell the asleep. Voiceover they did was perfect. So good. Because uh, yeah, that can go sideways on you really Ray, quick. Ray Liotta, let's talk. So we got De Niro, obviously. We've got uh, Ray Liotta. We've got Paul Servino, who just was so great as Polly in that movie, man. So good. And you've Joe got, Pesci, uh, you've got uh, Joe Pesci, who won the Oscar You have the guy from Sopranos. The kid. He was kind of the yeah. the loose cannon in The Sopranos. Right? He played Cockroach Spider. 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 <laughs> I knew it was cockroach. some spider. He, yeah, he, was, he right. played some arachnid. Yeah, he played some <laughs> Why'd you go fuck yourself, Tommy? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> but then that's Robert De Niro's fault. But then Robert De Niro's like, you're going to take that from this kid? Yeah. Uh, that's what's, what's the world coming to? Well, yeah. and I think that was, I mean, I know Joe Pesci was crazy as fuck in that movie anyway. Probably one think, of the most unhinged characters I've ever seen. I think that was kind of when shit really started to go. Like, I mean, that oh, yeah. defined Real him bad. as a character in he total. Killed, uh, yeah, I mean, well, when they killed Billy Bats, because Billy Bats was a made guy, that's when shit went south. They could give a shit about Spider. Spider right. could have been shot all day long. Yeah, that's true. I but mean, but I Billy know. Bats, when they told him to go get your fucking shine go box, get your shine box. Yeah. Oh, and they stomped his ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that scene where De Niro's like missing his head and just but his foot. Scorsese's mom plays in the next scene. Oh yeah, yeah. when he comes back for and, the knife and that. Like, if you ever want to see what an Italian grandmother, she wants to serve you food. She's in a yeah. lot We grew of up in a big... Yeah, it was like... We had a good side of Italian family, oh, yeah, but yeah. we had a lot of friends that were Italians, too. Mm-hmm. The Vecinos the and... Uh, everybody just... And the, food the, was... Uh, the they served more food than you could ever possibly eat. Right. Our grandfather, our great-grandfather came right from Italy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I can't Galante. remember. Uh, yep. Galante. Giuseppe. His name was Greeno. Greeno yeah. Galante was Grino our great-grandfather's name. And they ran yeah. an Italian restaurant slash bowling alley. Yep. Oh, in, really? In, in the Jesus. town that we grew up in. And, that's and awesome. they didn't own it. They, I think they sold it like when I was three or four. Yeah. Uh-huh. So our grandmother was straight from them. So And our grandfather was uh, French, but... Uh, they even got. They were so Italian that uh, my, my they got excommunicated from the church. Yeah, for getting married. For getting married because it was oh, a wow. Catholic marrying a Protestant. And oh, so wow. they they end up getting excommunicated, and it, so it was a big Italian family. And this was very similar uh, when you see these big Italian like weddings. We went to a lot of it, uh, or a few that of those. Casino wedding. Casino wedding was God. just like the wedding at at like. Uh, for they Ray had Iota. a full really? band play the whole night. The, Holy like shit! Like must have been. There must have been eight hundred people there. I mean, yep. it was just insane. I remember wow. watching the. Patriots game. Yep, I remember that. During like the after the ceremony, after the food. Yep. I was in full the, bar. I was in the uh, wedding procession. Full tails. Full tails. Isn't that for funerals? And- <laughs> 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 That's a Freudian slip right there. But you had, full, <laughs> but you had a full tail and I had and, and they, uh, it, a horse-drawn hat. carriage oh, wow. brought them carriage. to the oh wow to the church. It was That's the real crazy, deal, man. You, yeah. But you want to hear the ironic, funny thing that. I think it cost a hundred thousand dollars, and this is probably in nineteen eighty four. They left the party to go to the hotel to start their honeymoon. Yeah, and the Mustang, the Mustang that he went in, or Trans Am that mm-hmm. they went in, broke down, and they had to sleep on their wedding night inside 
the Trans Am. I never knew this. Oh, that's on the crazy. side of the road. That's, uh, Before, oh, that's but crazy. then they went on a luxurious honeymoon, but there yeah. was one night like right in between the two. Well, if anything's uh, going to test your marriage, that'll do it. We should mention, <laughs> that's a good uh, spot to mention uh, the great Lorraine Bracco, who uh, oh, really just oh, started yeah. her career, too. It was also in The Sopranos. Yeah. She was the, uh, she was she was the was therapist. Yeah. And she's she's great in everything. I loved her in Medicine Man. One of these days, we'll have to talk about Medicine Man. Oh, yeah. When they discovered the cure. You ever lose your car keys? Like he had the cure for cancer. and they lost it. I lost it. Yeah. 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 Oh man, but yeah, Lorraine Bracco was so great in this. And this was another movie that almost had two separate sections. Yeah. And it got separated almost with the you, you really got the idea of how much of a uh, fan Scorsese was of the Rolling Stones in this movie too. A lot of Stone songs and Stone everything. Songs. Stone Tark was great. But where his brother uh played by uh the guy from Granite for Life and he was from yep. a lot of great movies. He was in the wheelchair in mm-hmm. this movie. But that whole Stir scene, the sauce. <laughs> that whole scene where he Polly kept telling him, "Don't get in the drugs, don't get in the drugs." And then uh, when he had a girlfriend, uh, the, who was the girlfriend? The she, gr- was, she was from uh, she was from the Insider. Yeah. She has weird eyes. Weird uh, eyes. She's really good actress. I see but her in a lot of different stuff. She like, was in Empire Records. She he's was, like, clean up around here. There's like cocaine everywhere on yeah. Yeah. scales. And, yeah. Uh, but it, you could tell he was spiraling out of control. Yeah. His wife was just doing. That coke. was right after Tommy died. I mean, right after Tommy died, shit just went crazy. Uh, De Niro was. Remember, we sent her to go down to get the dresses. Yeah, and everything. he was gonna oh, whack her, but when she said her, she man. flushed the coke, remember? Yep. And he was like, "You, what are we gonna do?" So many good what scenes. What are we gonna do? Movie, <laughs> you killed us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, they're yeah. crying. All the scenes where Tommy, when he went nuts, he's like, "What do you mean I'm funny? I'm funny like a clown." I mean, that was a like, classic scene. Yeah, yeah. If you had to pick classic scene, and there's been many of those types of unhinged characters done over the years, but I'm I would argue that none has done better than uh, than Tommy uh, because he had. I mean, he's a tiny guy, unassuming. He would kill anyone at any but point. You can't trust those people. Though. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I I don't want to get into the other list, you know. But there there's a, another Joe Pesci character. Yeah, that's, Home Alone. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. The water. They were the water. The water bandits. Was that yeah, what they were? The, they, the wet, well, wet, wet bandits. bandits and the sticky bandits. Uh, yeah, it's an argument of which one of those. I know who you're talking about, and everyone yeah. listening knows the other character. Yeah, you're I just about. don't want to, you know. Go well, we into won't that, get into that side of the character, but they were both kind of nuts. Yeah, you know. uh, in their own kind of, I yeah, I guess maybe it's the, almost the same character it, to me. But yeah. one's but a, a little bit character. more crazy than the other. I mean, they are yeah. different characters. One of them had probably a little bit more. The one in Goodfellas had a little bit more uh, sense of. Uh, of a family and of uh, loyalty. Yeah. yeah, yeah and when he true. bought it, <coughs> oh, what a great! He thought he was right see, in the head, Talk man. about people think getting tricked. Yep, they were telling yeah. him they were making him. Yeah, he Put got a suit made. on everyone and kissed how De Niro, his mother. De Niro is so fucking happy. Remember, he goes off on that yeah. on that phone booth when he goes crazy when he hears about. It. He's like, they whacked him. They fucking whacked him, man. And uh, it all started going downhill. I mean, at that point too. Yeah. So it, no good thing last that long too you know you you roll those dice so many times and it's not gonna turn out right and it ended really bad for all of them yeah and i mean henry hill was in witness protection program for the longest time uh, I, uh, geraldo found him somehow and he had been on geraldo two or three everybody. times talking yeah. about <laughs> talking about it and then um i mean nicholas pagelli was one of, uh, was the writer of goodfellas and he worked really closely to scorsese Probably one of the best Scorsese movies ever made. It really was, from beginning to end, kind of an epic, epic kind of life, kind of a day in the life or a 
decades in the life of. Ma, can I borrow one of your knives? Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I hit a deer. It's yeah. got a hoof. It's got the hoof. The hoof. hoof. The hoof. Stuck <laughs> in the grill of the car. It's like when he showed him the, uh, the picture of the artwork. It just looks like somebody I know. <laughs> one dog's looking one way, one dog's looking the other way. Yeah, it's such a great movie, man. Yeah. I love Goodfellas. I can watch that over and over again. Yeah. I can they, flip to scenes too and yeah. watch it. Oh, the yeah. scene where they go to prison and you get to see yeah. them just slicing the, the garlic. Slicing the garlic and making. It's funny that, like, wasn't a big deal to them, obviously, because look at the life they were living in prison. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it wasn't, obviously, they couldn't go anywhere. Right. But they still had their wine and their uh, food. And, yeah. You know? Right. That scene when she she said, tell your whore, she can bring these drugs up yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And she starts whipping your all the contraband out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, all the guards are like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is... God damn it. <laughs> so many lives were just ruined for... Money is the root of all oh, yeah. it is, man, but... But you gotta have it to buy stuff, too. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, so that's uh, that's our first fifteen. That's so a good fifteen. It is a good fifteen, and if you think those are good, we've got another fifteen coming next week. That's going to be just as good, man. Uh, so that's this for uh, for this part. This is uh, episode twenty-two. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can get us on uh, fastenwayfilms at gmail dot com, or also on uh, Twitter at Dupreek Podcast. And we're on Facebook. We've been posting a bunch of stuff. Got a couple clips on there. We we're going to put some more videos on there. Nice. You have, yeah, you got to get on Facebook. Well, your girl's on Facebook. She can show you all that cool yeah. stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we've, we try I'm to... I'm a witness protection. Yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> trying to put more and more up on Facebook. And we're getting... We got another like from uh, from somebody else the other day. So we're... Uh, we're we're counting our single likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One at a time. One at a time, That's how it starts. <laughs> so uh, we would appreciate it. You go on our Facebook and give us a like. And we're going to be on... We're on iTunes now. And we're on uh, SoundCloud. So anyway, you... all uh, over the place. Anyway, Jesus. you listen to it. We appreciate you listening. And... Uh, we will be back next week for our second part of the Gangster Pod. So. I can't wait that long. And I know. Well, you're going to have to. <laughs> well, until then, see ya. Peace. Peace.